Dover. Now it's time for Green Bay Game Day Post Game, presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Stafford fires his pick. Intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Down in bounds. Touchdown, Packers. Join the conversation on the Boda Box Wine Line. 855-616-1620. Now joined by Homer and Green and Gold Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, here's Gabe Neitzel. Seems like it's been a while, but they did it again. Another win for your Green Bay Packers. After losing seven out of the last eight games, they go down to Chicago. They become the winningest franchise in NFL history, which is, again, something that I wasn't really aware of until this week because they had to make this game mean something between two bad teams. But regardless, the Packers win 28-19 over the Chicago Bears. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Steve the Homer True. And before we get to you on that Botabox wine line, 855-616-1620 is the Botabox wine line today. We begin... As we always do here on Green Bay Game Day post game, and that is with the opening statements from the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. Only, only if he now says who the man is. Because if he don't pick him to be the man this week, we're cutting him off. I don't care how many Hall of Fames he's in. Who's All the right. man? Who is the man? Oh, you know who the man is. I just want to hear Tom's. you say it. Zach Tom, <laughs> yeah. left tackle. Yeah, you today, got it. You got it. All right. I'm fine. Absolutely. I'm okay. You nailed it. Zach Tom. Uh, thank you, Minnesota Vikings. Thank you to uh, Christian Watson is the guy. He is the man. And this was one of those games I think we all looked at, and there wasn't a ton of juice. And then you still get that game. You're you can't fathom losing to the Bears in all game. Justin Fields doing this. Uh, Jair Alexander getting smoked. All the things that everybody would be talking about. And then Christian Watson saves the day again. It, this is all about Christian Watson. We thought about this four or five weeks ago. He is the, the gleam of hope in this season. And now, hey, you're five and eight going to the bye. Not saying crazy. But thank you, Minnesota Vikings, and we could not be happier because I think Christian Watson is going to be a huge part of the renaissance of the Green Bay Packers. Well, and, and Tausch, I mean, a part of, you know, you start looking forward, they've got the bye next week, you start to get healthy, and you're not going to have to face, even with Matthew Stafford, the Rams have not been great this year. The next game Aaron is Monday Donald's night against injured. the Rams, yep. and Matthew Stafford has already been placed on injured reserve. Come on, he ain't that about this year? This isn't about this year. This is about next year and Aaron Rodgers and the offense and how much different it is. They're the 17 Packers. It's about next year. Yeah, and but how big a role you're, how good the better the is. offense might but, be. But here's the problem, Hope. Oh, okay. As much as I want to plan for next year, it's all on 12. Like whether or not he comes back is is that, no, that dictates no. everything. No, it isn't. And until it's not on him anymore, because if he doesn't come back now, he's an idiot. Fine, don't come back. Let everybody hate you. You got no excuse to yeah, not come back. But until because of who? But until he does decide fine, and make fine. that announcement, like That's you, fine. I, you know, I, I you it, think, it's still up. Do you think the, he's that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not that stupid. I thought he's been returning and going to be coming back for a while just because the competitor that he is would not want to go out the way that this team, particularly this offense, has been playing. But yeah, I think Christian Watson gives him some hope. But who knows? Who knows with him anymore, man? You, can you accurately yes. predict yes. anything I'm this man does? Guaranteeing. Whatever you want to guaranteeing. <laughs> guaranteeing. He ain't retiring with this season no. looking at that kid. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, 888. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, 855. Yeah, I'll agree with that, too. And I, I still think, Homer, yes, it's, it is looking into the future. No question. But you start looking. If you feel like Green Bay can beat the Miami Dolphins. No, I think we just lost to, oh, whoa. Did we lose Tausch? I think we lost Tausch. But I, I'm not going to worry about the Miami Dolphins to this point. But and again, it, it's nice to go get a win. It's nice to be able to beat the Chicago Bears. You, you look to the next game with it being the Rams. You feel good about that. After that, it's all up in the air. But it, it's just good to have this team look offensively the way that they were able to at different points today. 855-616-1620 is the number for the Boda Box Wine Line. If you've got something to say, join us on that Boda Box Wine Line. Botabox, this is how we bota. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Botabox Vineyards, Manteca, California. And that is where Sugar Free is on the line. Sugar Free, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. The demise of Aaron Rodgers, way, way overrated. Way. So no, no, it isn't. It was Rodgers. This has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't do anything. Come on. Oh, Rodgers sure did. He controlled the whole album. Oh, yeah, he sure did. I mean, he was kind of he chucking sure it downfield a little too much in the first half for my liking. But Well, the second half, he controlled it. He owns the That Bears. was one of the greatest handoffs ever, the one to Watson. That won the game, finished the game. Yeah. That was, we, that was unbelievable. I don't think anybody else could have done that as well. <laughs> that reminds me of, well, do you remember when Kenny Mayne used to do the main events as part of, <laughs> and they did a whole one on Doug Peterson, like in how all the Packers players act, like the running backs particularly wanted Peterson to play because he handed the ball off better than Brett. Well put. <laughs> that was hilarious. That, that was one of my, that, that just made me think of that. Go ahead, Sugar Free, continue with your point. So we need the uh, Giants to win here in overtime. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. It's still light. Giants beat Washington. Yes. Their their schedule is is pretty tough down the road, Washington's, if they can uh, somehow lose here. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I just think that uh, that Aaron Rodgers is still the man, and, and that's that's all I got, because uh, everyone's calling for love, Jordan Love, and uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers will be the man next year. He we, will be coming back, we, guaranteed, 100% next year, appreci- 100 Appreciate it, Sugar Free, but I think you've got a, a bit of a straw man argument there. I don't think everybody wants Jordan Love. I think it was certainly a conversation of, hey, maybe you play him and see what he wants. I don't think Packers fans and mass are out there clamoring for Jordan Love to take over this franchise. I, I, I have not, at least during the course of the week of our shows over on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee, I, I have not gotten that feeling whatsoever. I don't think anybody has. I mean, if, if, if there are people out there calling for Jordan Love to take over, it is a very small minority. Yeah, I agree. Very small. They they thought if uh, if you're not go- doing anything, that you could play him. 
And I, I could still play him the rest of the year. That doesn't yeah. change anything about next year. And and like I said, it really comes down to, you know, Aaron Rodgers is stupid enough not to play. Um, maybe he'll demand. <laughs> he doesn't have to demand a wide receiver. Can he demand a defensive coordinator? Though, to their credit, they made the, they made the stop. I mean... I mean, they still gave up 400 yards oh, to the Bears. Yes. I mean, like giving up 8.2 yards right, per play. Well, they've, they've set a standard so low that. <laughs> hey, we can get a couple nope. turnovers hey, and everything's I can, okay. I can hear him this year, this week. No 363. We shut him down. Yeah, I only gave up 155 yards rushing, averaging 6.2 yards per carry. That, I mean, although, compared to 363, that is shutting them down. Um, and again, I'm, I'm going to sit back here. I'm going to enjoy this win because I'm, I'm the type of guy that I always want. Whenever I watch my team, I want them to win. I want them to play well. They came well. from 19 to 10 down yeah. in the second half. He now, Rodgers now has a team bad enough that he can pull off some fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm completely, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. I, I, I just still have a hard time imagining them winning out. I think you still have to take it week by week and you just try to get healthy during the bye. Uh, but there are plenty of other things, and I know, Taush, you brought it up jokingly, but and I'm, I'm going to bring this up throughout the course of the day today. That offensive line kicked ass today for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. was not sacked. Uh, they averaged 5.5 yards per rush. A.J. Dillon, 5.2 yards per rush. I know that that number gets inflated because Christian Watson had the 46-yard touchdown run at the end, but that offensive line was awesome out there today. Yeah, they were. And you know what? You always have to look at things subjectively. And when you look at this, the Bears traded away their best pass rusher. Uh, That is not a dominant front. Their defense, I don't know how they made as many stops as they did. But the group up front, and again with David Bakhtiari missing, and it is continuing to get better and better. That was the weak spot. I remember that New York Jets game and thinking, what in the world is going on? It's gotten better, and that's why the offense. Yes, Christian Watson's been huge, but that's a big reason why you put up 33 last week. You put up 28 today, and you have the fourth quarter that you did. So the O-line deserves a ton of credit, too. The running game, everything involved, but I do think you know the Christian Watson component to this and everything he brings to the table, whether it's as a decoy or that speed, whew, that's what I think we have to be excited about because – that was the biggest question mark, and that question's been answered. Unfortunately, there have been a ton of other questions that have been unearthed as this season's unfolded. 855-616-1620 is the Motorbox talk and text line, so you can get on in on that wine line via talk, via text, if you want to react to the Packers' 28-19 victory over the Chicago Bears. Um, this is still a Bears team that I think their their arrow is pointing up. We don't have to talk a ton about them today, but... Damn, I I did not think Justin Fields was going to look as good as he did with a separate. I understand it's no, they, his they off got a shoulder. good coach, they got a good GM. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, they're they're going to be they're not going to be pathetic. No, that's what happens. You get the right people in those jobs. They had two idiots before. Now it appears they got a pretty good GM and a pretty good coach. And yes, they got like eight trillion dollars, right? Uh, the, they so. They have just as bu- as much cap space available for 2023 as teams two and three combined behind them. They're number one in terms of most cap space. The second most cap space, third most cap space, um, are almost equal to that of the Chicago Bears. I believe they're going to have about $100 million available to them to try to improve this team, which 
this the Bears just keep doing this where they play some tight games, and I understand the Packers ended up winning by a bigger number than it kind of felt like all game because of that Watson touchdown and subsequent two-point conversion, but they played a lot of close games that they just cannot close out and have not been able to close out so far this season. Yeah, yeah but Gabe, that's that's exactly what they want. Oh, it's a, a, they don't, yeah. And I know you want to win football games for culture and everything else, but the Bears, when they brought all the new people in, coach and GM that Homer now has uh, anointed already as geniuses, even though they didn't even draft Justin I did Fields, not denounce them as geniuses. They, they had idiots before. I said they now have a uh, chance. That's kind of uh, – okay, uh, fair. Well, I don't want to put words in your I mouth. Didn't, I didn't get – did I say they fair were going to win the division? They're now a force. When no. you have idiots, you're not going to be a force. They're not a force. Uh, yes. Within they, the yeah, next, they're not a force. They have the potential to be. Within the next six years, they will win the division. Within the next six years, they will win a division. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, Homer. Within the next decade, they may win ten games. Like, who cares when you say six years? Six years in the NFL, it's forty-five years in real life. It's dog years. So you can't make a six-year statement, Homer. I'm going to put an ixnay on that. But when you start looking at how this season's going, it's gone perfect for the Bears. They've traded a bunch of guys. They've gotten more salary cap relief. They're getting more draft picks, and they feel like they have their coaches and their quarterback of the future. They're excited, yeah. But yeah, and they they're losing. Have, so they're, they you're have right. They're doing it perfect. Yes, they are, and they're playing good, tight games. They're not getting run out of gyms. And they, today was a case where I think if they were really built and wanting to win football games, they would have found a way today. But the Green Bay Packers still found a way, and it was because Christian Watson was able to make two big plays. That's the difference here you know, between this. And now I think the Bears – they're going to continue to build, and yes, within six to ten years, maybe they'll compete for a division playoff. Great, Homer. Great analysis. Hey, would you at least – I said within six years they will win the division. If you're going to make fun of me, at least make fun of what I say. Don't exaggerate it because you're scared I might be right. You now go six to scared. ten. Hey, all right? The, the problem is nobody's going to remember. Mock me because I said they'll win a division six, in six Homer, years. You can't, re- you can't remember what you said last week, and you think you're going to remember what you said six years from now? Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> well, at least you haven't gone six to ten. They'll compete in the division. I wasn't the one who changed what I said. Go ahead and say it. There's no way they'll win a division in the next six years. Go ahead and say it. No, too much. I mean, no, six years is an eternity in the NFL. The six years. If you said next year i'd say you're nuts but then again what happens with green bay i don't think minnesota's a world beater by any stretch of the imagination so uh, chicago has i think if you look at it this way and even with green bay winning today you could still make a really good argument that chicago has had a better season because of where they're positioned and how their future was compared to the expectations of green bay that's an argument you can make but as far as moving into next year there's a lot of potential for Chicago to make a huge jump. I'll give you that. Part of Chicago having a really good season has been the Rams having a terrible season because they yes. have the Rams' first-round pick. Like that, that factors into that. Like, I don't think they were ever expecting to get a potential top-five pick after they traded Matthew Stafford, but he's been so beat up this year, first with the elbow, now with the concussions, and he ends up on IR. That's a big reason why I think you would say this has been a successful yeah. season for hey, the Chicago Hey, Couch, I'm also telling you the Packers will win the division next year. Well, I said Assuming that Assuming they fire boy, their defensive coordinator. Wrong. I mean, he's still he's, he's gone. Okay, and then they're going to win right, the division gone. next uh, year. Yeah, no, he's gone. 
he will be yeah he will be gone i don't think anybody's gonna argue that uh it's back to gabe's point from the beginning tell me what aaron Rodgers is gonna do and i'll give you a good idea of as far as what the expectations will be for this team next year yeah you can't make any expectations until you find that out 100 percent, because then you get you know, hamstrung with salary cap stuff, yada, 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 in terms of Aaron Rodgers, uh, who is 18 of 31, 182 yards, and a touchdown today for a quarterback rating of 85.7. 855-616-1620 is the Boat Up Box online. You can join the show. Give your thoughts to the Packers' 28-19 victory over the Chicago Bears. Coming up next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This December, it's a cash avalanche at Pottawatomie. Saturdays, you could get buried in up to 10 grand cash. Plus, all the unclaimed prizes snowball into a huge cash jackpot at the end of the month. Just play with your club card for a chance to win. Sure, presents are nice, but nothing beats cold, hard cash. Only at Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. More info at paysbig.com slash cold cash. Must be 21 years old to play. A postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. America's favorite light lager since 1982. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. All right, on a scale of... Steps up, end zone, Watson, he's got it again. He is absolutely on fire. His seventh touchdown in the last four games, and the Packers are right back in it. Christian Watson would make it an eighth touchdown to seal the game for the Packers as they score 18 points in the fourth quarter to come from behind and defeat the Chicago Bears 28-19 in Chicago. Packers now 5-8 on the season. He's Steve, the homer true. And, uh, I'm Gabe Nutt, so along with the Packers Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher. You can join the conversation, 855-616-1620. And the question I want to ask, because Tausch, you tweeted this out. We're going to put it up on the Tundra Trio Radio Network, at Tundra Trio Radio on Twitter, if you agree with Mark Tauscher. And that is... You tweeted out, Pack are back. So do you agree with Mark Tauscher? Are the Pack back? He doesn't even agree with Mark Tauscher. Uh, uh, no. Oh, I, listen, on. that is because that's our boy, uh, the big cat, and down in uh, at Barstool. He does that all the time. And it's always fun to get after him. Do I think that the Pack are back? Back? No. But do I think that they're back, back, back? Yeah. I do. What the hell does that, that mean? Was, That's pretty good. It's it, almost it as good means, as in the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> They're back, back, triple back. back. No, Who are you, I, Chris Berman? I, back, back, I, back, 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 back. Oh. I, was, I was saying it in jest. I do not think the pack are back. Okay. I thought today was a complete mess. And for this offense to struggle like it did, uh, we won the turnover battle 3-0, right? Is that, am I correct on that? You are correct on that. That is, I mean, I I can't think of off the top of my Guys, head any other game that they won the turnover battle this year, and they won it 3 nothing. We won the battle. 
three nil, and it still was a complete and utter dogfight. If now, if Jair Alexander doesn't pick the pass off, do we end up losing by two points? Probably. Yeah, the, the odds would say yes. And he so needed that, an interception. You, yeah, he was. He has been. He has been disappointing, and maybe this will build him up. And you know, the health. I don't think the season is. The season is in big trouble still. Uh, everything has to fall into place. And if this team goes eight and nine and misses the playoffs, you make an argument you'd be much better off being five and twelve. But that's not how this thing works. And I get that the Pack are not back yet. But what they are, the offense is showing signs of being where we thought it would be. But I still don't trust this defense one lick. And you're talking about going with a team with limited, very limited offensive weaponry, and they still move the football a ton. If they don't turn it over three times, it's a whole nother ball game. And we're sitting here castigating Joe Barry a lot more than I'm sure any of our fans are going to. Yeah, I mean, he still should be. They gave up 409 yards to a quarterback with one shoulder. I mean, Fields... Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If Justin Fields still had 71 yards rushing. Had, I well, mean, the blocked field goal was huge. Oh, yeah. missed mm-hmm. field goal. Oh, no, they got a hand on it. Yeah, it was blocked field goal. You know, it was it was kind of knocked down. It was hit just enough at the line of scrimmage to, to prevent it from getting to the uprights. And, yeah, the, the defense still... I mean, I, I want just a little bit. Like, maybe 25% of Joe Barry's confidence. For a guy that's got as bad of a resume as he's got, and for a team that had given up and they ran through this during the, uh, you know, during the broadcast today on television, I believe they've averaged giving up uh, 430-some-odd yards in each, you know, the last three games, and they give up 409 today, so yeah, I guess that's just, under it. Oh, no, just, you just want to know. Just know something. One team he was a coordinator for averaged over 400 yards for the season. Yeah, but he has no regrets, Homer. He has no regrets. Uh, he doesn't think he's doing a bad job. <laughs> Look where I've gotten him. I want that confidence, man. I want that. I want that level of confidence that this man has. That's what I want. His I want- Detroit Lions team gave up an average of 400 yards per game for a season. Yeah. Hey guys, I think within the next six years, it's going to be a lot better. <laughs> Is that for fair? Joe, for Joe Barry or the Packers defense, which one? No, the Packers defense. Uh, the next six years, they're going to have a year that's better than this one. Oh, God that's help me! Uh, how many six years am I going to get? Um, Tau's got at I mean, least Tausch, fifty in there. Tausch's probably going to hang out until like four, four fifteen. So I don't know. He's probably going to hit at least three more. I'd give the over under at three fine. and a half. That's fine. <laughs> if, it's if nice that we can laugh about it. something. There had been enough laughing in recent well, weeks. And, so that, and that brings me to this, and Taush, you had just brought up this point as well, where, yeah, I, chances are they're not going to make the playoffs, and they're, they're in desperation mode trying to win their final four games to try to finish 9-8, and eight, yada, yada, yada. But I, I have a hard time, even though I understand it might not be the smart thing, but I just have a hard time watching the Packers play because they're my favorite team. And going, yep, I want him to lose this week. Like, I sit down, and I'm assuming that this, the same is for you, Tausch, uh, just as the former player. You, you go into a game and you want to win. So it might have been better for the Packers in terms of draft position to potentially lose this game. But I, every time I sit down and watch a game, I just can't train my brain to, to think like that, even though there are other fans out there that certainly can. Yeah, you can't do that. And especially from a player's standpoint, you can't have – a locker room ever feeling that way because first off 
players don't care about draft picks. That's a front office deal. And you want to have, you want to establish a losing culture. That's the way to do it. Accept that and say, well, that's just, you know, kind of roll over and just say, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, That's the easiest way to have a complete losing culture. So that will not happen. And that's why I think you're always fighting to get as many wins as you can, even if it means you lose a couple of draft pick slots, because that's it, it, losing breeds losing. And that's the fastest way, you know, to get your culture to look like something like what Detroit has been dealing with for all these years. And to win games, you need some good things to happen. And watching Watson get better is what speaks for the future. You don't always know that, that that's going to occur. But to win the game requires somebody playing well, and that could help you in the future. And he's the perfect example yeah, of it. You have to, yeah, you have to be able to build. When you have a crap season like what Green Bay is having, you need things to build off of. And right now, you know, I know Romeo Dobbs, we were hoping he was going to play today. You know, unfortunately, that didn't work out. And Christian Watson has been that, really that ray of hope. And now it's even, it's not, it's a rainbow. You now have something to really, we have been asking all year, what do you hang your hat on? Well, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, you're starting to build some things. And unfortunately, next season is going to look different. You don't know if Aaron Jones will be back. You don't know what's going to, it's going to look like. But you know Christian Watson's going to be a key piece, and that's because you let him rip this year. All right, I got one for you, Tosh. Almost as good as the six years. Oh boy. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers oh, doesn't, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back, I don't want him anyway. I'll join that club. I'll join that club. What? What? what, what I, is, you need what, him. What kind of attitude full- is that? Like somebody breaks up with you, fine, good. I don't want to be with you anyway. Uh, it's just like I the, think I the sorest of sore I can't loser. say that, but I think Bill Gates could. <laughs> he could have. No, he's a, no, if he but, doesn't come back, he's what in whatever land he's at. I don't want to say he's a phony because, but but he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's some other person. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but what I would say is, if he is not all in, you don't want him. Right, and, and how can he not be all in? I, no, I think I, I, I don't think, know. I would say you know ribs and will the, thumb and I mean well, when your body gets that will old. And I have discussed this, and and Gabe, we've discussed this too. I think you look at and you just mentioned it earlier. The competitive juices. This guy is the, one of the most competitive people you'll ever meet. And if he is still, he's he's doing this. He's not having a great season, but he's not been god awful. And when you factor that in with the fact that this season has gone the way it has, and now you build and say the biggest weakness coming in was, I don't know if I have weapons to throw to. Do you know who just That's showed up? That's not on the table you know who anymore. just showed up? Devontae Adams just showed up. He's got Devontae Adams. What do you mean? Yeah, go see if Devontae yeah. Adams has ever He's had a not, stretch of games this good. He has. Look it up. Has he? he? Has. Oh, that absolutely. many touchdowns? I mean, maybe not that many touchdowns, uh, but definitely a lot more yards, a lot more catches. Like, yes. Don't do not do that. Homer. What do you mean don't, don't do, do that? that? That's the level he's playing don't at. Don't he's not, no, that. he's not playing that. He's not playing that well. I mean, he's gotten. He's been able to get uh, into no, the end has, zone. But. Has he been, Gabe, I'll say this, because it sounds really crazy when Homer just said that, but I was just trying to think. I think James Lofton had a great rookie season. We went all year, all offseason, saying, 
boy, you can't expect a rookie wideout to have great numbers. We went through Greg Jennings' numbers and Jordy's and James Jones, all guys that are Packer Hall of Famers, wide receivers that are, have had great careers in Green Bay, and none of them have done what Christian Watson's done, and that includes Devontae Adams. Yeah, no, I mean, his, his rookie season, yes, without a doubt. His rookie season, better than Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams. And he's going to get stronger. Yeah. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get more polished running routes. He's not going to just be MVS. What has he got now? Eight touchdowns in four routes? games? Is Eight touchdowns one? in his last four games. Yeah. We're going to hear Randy Moss. I think next. he gets I think he gets 14 or 15 tutters on the season if he stays healthy. And that's insane for a guy that wait, missed. Wait, over the last four games, games, you're going to say – you just said 14 or 50, so he's going to get six or seven more over the last four games. That's the prediction that Tosh. I mean, but that's well, over said, the last four games. Today? It's not what did six he get years. Today? He had two. He had two Gabe, today. What did he get today? He had two today. He's okay. got eight and four so games. So if he averages one and a half to two. Right. If he no. averages one and a half, he's there. You're gonna you're gonna they're gonna yeah. make some comparison to something. The last time somebody did this was Randy Moss. That's my guess. In the next 24 hours. That's what. That's where he's at. That's what he's done for the last four. This rookie season. It's what he's done. He deserves it. Yeah. It, well, he's special. He has top end speed. We, oh, we, raw. Uh, he is going to just get better and better. How many did Tosh so, say he's so going to have? That's why we're excited. Did you say Six 20? Did you say 20? Six or seven. I said he's going to get to four, 14. I said or he's going to get to 14. In the regular Six season. More. That's a That's a tutter and a half. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah, not going to happen. Said. Nah, I'll take that wage. Why would you just look at the numbers? Guys. Look, what are you going to do defensively? Look at what That's are you going to do? I've got three guys on him. I'm, I'm Watson is not going to beat me. That's what I'm going to do defensively. Right, what's great. the biggest? Go ahead and do it. I mean, well, you you can do that, but you, you said he's playing like Devontae Adams, right? Plenty of defenses go right. last year. Devontae Adams is not going to beat me, and then he goes out there and has 10 catches, 121 right. yards, and How two many TDs. times did he have six touchdowns? And So, so Tausch is going six touchdowns in the last four games. Four games. Yeah. Okay. Coming yeah. out of the And bye, I'll go uh, under. So, by the way, since you decided to compare him to Devontae Adams, I just pulled up a game log here real quick. Uh, last year, there was a four-game stretch where he did not have eight touchdowns, but he had six. Uh, and in those games, he had 10 catches for 121 yards, six catches for 44, 10 for 114, and 11 for 136. Yeah, more catches and so more yards. More, yeah. more catches, more Correct. yards, not as many touchdowns. Correct. But I think the catches and yards kind of make up for yeah. Oh, yeah. the two touchdowns. So, I, I, again, I don't... No, but you're, you just can, feel like every once in no, a while I got to you can say, back No, no, you could say he's better, but to compare the two is appropriate. That's all I'm doing. You can, you can compare him to Devontae Adams, and you have to check it out. You don't got to check Alan Lazard out. You didn't have to go look at numbers for that. No, no, certainly do not. 855-616-1620 is the Box wide line. That's where we find Larry in California. Larry, you're on Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. Well, guys, the season is over. It was over five, six weeks ago. I don't know why you guys think that the hopes of the Packers making it in the playoffs is not going to happen. And Aaron's last chance of winning against the Bears was today. He saluted the fans for the great time that he was a Packer, and uh, yeah, this, this uh, don't don't guys don't you guys understand? It's so competitive in the NFL. The Packers are not a very good team. I don't care. This one win makes nothing out of uh, out of the season. They are just a terrible team, and and I hope Aaron's leaving. I think he's leaving for sure. Now I think that was it. You, uh, you think he's going to retire? I don't know if he's going to retire. You might want to try see if another Larry, team will. Larry, right, so let Larry me put it to you this way: If you were Aaron Rodgers, what would you be thinking yeah. today? 
I want to quit with uh, that guy. I'm putting on a I'm I'm putting on a good face for Packer fans by right. saying I'm here right now, but I'm not going to be back next season. Well, I, so I, 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 you can read his face. Come on, you can read the tea leaves on him, Larry. Come I will on. tell you, uh, Larry. I will tell you this. Um, this is what Adam Schefter told us on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy a couple of weeks ago after he looked into kind of the way that Aaron Rodgers' contract is structured. He said, while it might not be completely untradeable, it seems like it's pretty damn untradeable because you're not going to be able to pull off a trade until after June 1st. The Packers aren't going to get the draft pick capital that they're looking for in terms of the 2023 draft. Their first draft picks would have to be until 2024. And teams are going to be kind of already set at that point in terms of the money that they're spending, all those sorts of things. So Rodgers' contract isn't, oh, he's got a no-trade contract. It seems very unmovable, according to one of the best guys who reports stuff in the league. Well, maybe he will do something. To, maybe Aaron will go to management and say, look, let, let me out of here and uh, let me restructure something uh, to, so that you guys can get something out of me on a trade. I mean, come on. There's always ways that you can do something like this. Well, there, there's always a way. And if, They're hamstrung because of so much money that they gave him in the, the way that the contract was structured. It's seemingly the two options for Aaron Rodgers are play for the Packers or retire. For next year. Yes. Yeah. Those are seemingly the two options well, for Aaron Rodgers. Well, as far as him being back as a Packer, then I, I'm going to still stand behind what I just said, that he is going to be leaving. I mean, one way or the other, either retire or somehow get a trade. But, uh, yeah, I, he's finished. He's finished with the Packers, and the Packers ought to be looking at a, at a, at a reventing their, their, their team uh, because I told Homer, and I, you know, Toma, Homer, I told you, the Vikings and the Bears are the up-and-coming teams in that NFC North. The, the Packers' rule of, of ruling the, uh, the, the division for all these years with both uh, Brett Favre and with, with Aaron Rodgers is over. It's over. I don't care if you put Jordan Love in there. I don't care if you bring some schmuck uh, from some other uh, college in there. It's over. It's period. It's, it, there's nothing. To talk uh, I look about. forward to I mean, the time. Oh no, I look forward to the time next year when you admit you're wrong. Let's just write down, Larry, when you'll you'll call in. Well, you said within six years the Bears are going to be in the playoffs. So <laughs> no, I did. Well, well, I did me. not that say that. True. This is the problem with no, town. I said. Well, hold on. I'll be agrees. What I said. You're both crazy. I said within six years they would win the division. You can get into the playoffs without winning the division. I told you the Vikings were going to win the division from now on as well. So I got the Vikings and I got the Bears as two teams out of four that can win the division. But I also said the Packers will win the division next year. Oh, God, dream on. I'm going to put money in Vegas on that one. I definitely going to put money on that one. Well, okay, well, I'm going to remember this, Homer, about the six-year window that you're giving the Bears. I'm going to remember this. No, Larry, Larry, okay, now you're being ridiculous with Homer. Nobody's going to remember six years from now that Homer made an outrageous proclamation. I apologize that I said that because the only thing people should be questioning me on is saying the Packers are going to win the division next year. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. He's not that stupid to to, to, uh, leave after this year with this weapon. And when they fire the defensive coordinator million. and get well, that too, yeah, well put. Um, oh, they got a lot of they got a lot of things to do to that team and that organization. No, they just need a defensive <laughs> it, it, coordinator. 
We, we appreciate the call, Larry. Uh-huh. Thanks, Larry. 855-616-1620 is the Box wine. Yeah, no, they... Yeah, there's more than just a defensive coordinator. This is not some, you know, quick fix. There's uh, there's a lot of issues on this football what are, team. What are the other issues? That, well, you well, can't Devontre stop Campbell and Rasul Douglas, you decided to pay them. They've regressed to the mean this year. You have salary cap issues. You have you don't know what you're going to do with David Bakhtiari. There's a uh, lot of not coming back. moving parts. And they there's have enough, salary cap They have issues. enough help at there's, the offensive Aaron line that it Jones won't Jones needs a read. Aaron no, Jones. Is they're going to give him some money. Deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything okay, else? Great. So, well, so I'm telling you, there's. Well, I just named six things. I just answered the two. Name one. I named you six. No, you gave me two. Well, you no, said Bakhtiari. No, I, Bakhtiari Jones, Jones. What do you do about Campbell? Well, no, and, they'll be better. We don't know how good they. I mean, part of them being bad is based on the guy running the show. Well, but then part of it, they had career years. Under the guy running right. the show They'll last be better year. Under next the year. same guy. Right. It took him a uh, while. Okay, you know this. It takes a while for a guy to impact his style, and it took him half a year. Last year, they sucked the second half of the year, right? Those guys will go. No, the playoff game no, no, was the, the defense. Best. The playoff defense, game the was last fantastic. Six games, that one game. The last six games Here's of the, the regular th- season, they average gave up like 20. Yeah, it wasn't great. So, Eva, I think they'll be so a little bit better. I think they'll be. I don't know about argue- Douglas, but but Campbell will definitely be back. Do they have to have your Douglas argument back? is yes. Your argument is that the more people learned his system, the worse they've got. Yes, because they get more confused. Yes, without a doubt. Oh, my God. Well, I hope you're right. I hope that that's <laughs> the only issue. But I, I don't think your pass rush is not good enough right now. And now Rashawn Gary will be back, hopefully. Right. But that's one of the issues that I think is has been really creeping up. And then just the run defense and trying to slow any quarterback that can run it's a hot mess. So if you want to blame it all on Joe Barry, great. Uh, you also better look at Matt Lafleur. Then that's all I'm saying. No, still, of course I'm, he. This it, is his job's on the line. If they don't get rid of Lafleur and he doesn't replace him with a good defensive coordinator, it could cost Matt Lafleur's job. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the number to get into the show. The Boda Box Wine Line. Send a call. Send a text. Um, like we have this one in the 414. What will it take for the Packers to tell their players to stop doing circus acrobatics when they score? A serious injury? So somebody not a fan of Christian Watson just leaping into the end zone after he scored the touchdown at the end of the game. And I think he was confused. Because a lot of times you see that and a guy will just go down inside the 10. But the Bears still had enough timeout, so I think he did the right thing by scoring. And then the Packers go for two to make it a two-score game. But I think he ultimately did the right thing, but I think he kind of hesitated for a second, thinking maybe I'll go down, and then just decided to run it in. That's what it looked like. To yeah, me. and yeah, and that's uh, that's a thing that you practice and you go through, and, and you let guys know if hey, if you get into the clear, go down. But that in that instance, no, you go in and score. Chicago still had three timeouts. Yep, they could have stopped it and held it. So, uh, and I love the fact that they went for two up seven to to kind of ice it. Because, you know, a lot of people will look at it and say, well, kick the extra point, get the eight. But I love that you went for the juggler and you hit it. 100%. I'm 100% there with you, Tausch. Uh, we did get a text from JD at ESPN Milwaukee, at ESPN Homer, at g 16, at Mark Tauscher 65. Doesn't Watson have nine total touchdowns, seven receiving, two rushing after today's game? Yes, he has nine total touchdowns. But the conversation that we've been I'm having. halfway there. Oh, nope. That, so he only needs five. The conversation. Oh, no, I even feel better. <laughs> Average one, a little over one a game. The, oh. That's a wrap. The conversation we've been having has been eight in the last four and the stretch that he has been uh, on in the last four. 
I'm not, yeah, I said 14 for the year, guys. I went 14 for the okay, year. Okay, we'll have Max go back and look at the. Dude, I mean, you, he's you, taking for credit for things he didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you. I mean, I, th- I think we should hold Tausch to six over the last four. We'll have Max check the audio. We'll get back to the Butterbox Wine Line and hear from you coming up next here on Green Bay Game Day Post Game, which is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and ice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality. Taste barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser Bush Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. Back after this with more Green Bay game day post game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network, presented by Island Resort and Casino, and sponsored by Bud Light. Four simple, high quality ingredients: barley, rice, hops, and water. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day Post Game on the Tundra Trio Radio Network, presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch, and sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Take it to Watson, give it to Dillon, and A.J. Dillon on the move into the end zone. It's a touchdown, and the Packers are within a score. A.J. Dillon, he had a nice game. It, the last two weeks for A.J. Dillon, and I feel it, it's kind of been lost a little bit, has been probably the best two games he's had all season. 18 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Certainly his best game of the year uh, this season, along with the uh, nice touchdown run that you just heard there from Adam Amin on Fox. Packers win 28-19 over the Bears in Chicago. Become the winningest franchise in NFL history. He's Steve the Homer True. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, taking up until 6 o'clock tonight here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. You can join the conversation at 855-616-1620. And something's up, and I'm going to be curious to know what if anybody asks Matt LaFleur about this or if LaFleur addresses it at all tomorrow. Because the the sideline reporter giving relaying the news to people watching the game was saying that, yeah, Aaron Jones had the shin injury. He wasn't in the game. Patrick Taylor was getting curious. Then all of a sudden... Aaron Jones came back in, looked like maybe he re-aggravated the shin injury. I'm really curious to see the reasoning behind Aaron Jones not being on the field as much when the reporting from the sideline was, yeah, apparently he's fine. So I'm curious about that. Yeah, you know, I think you look at that and you always want to ride the hot hand. And especially when you're out of a game, you have to sit out for a little bit. And when you're dealing with, you know, Aaron Jones has been beat up. He's had a lot of carries. We've Not as many as Packer fans wish. But when you start factoring all that in, Aaron Jones wants to be out on the field. You have to sometimes kind of pull a guy back and let the hand go. So now Aaron Jones gets the week off. He has the bye week. And hopefully for this four-game stretch, you're going to have your dual threat back out there with the two backs, and you can utilize them as you see fit. I don't think it's going to be anything big. And even the great thing about Aaron Jones, you know he's going to always say the right thing and do the right thing. 855-616-1620 is the Box wine line. We find Carson in West Bend there. Carson, you're on Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. Yeah, first of all, let me just say I agree 100% with Homer. We're going to win the, the division next year. Thank you. 
why wouldn't we? Uh, do you agree with Tausch that Look, Christian Watson's going to finish with 14 Boston? touchdowns? No, the Tausch, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I'm but willing to mean, take. Come on. No, I, I don't think come on is appropriate. It's an a, it is a legitimate uh, prediction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, but I mean, I'm not. If He's I win, I nine. might win by one. He only needs I'm not, five and four. He needs five and four games. He's uh, averaging. Uh, oh. What is he averaging this year? Like, come on. How did he go from six to five? Totally. Well, right. because Tausch didn't factor in the rushing touchdown he had against the Patriots. And, and now we got to give him season. credit for that. Now we're going to. No, I did. Long. You guys didn't. Oh, no. sure. I did. You guys did. I wouldn't think. I don't. Did. The way you reacted once you found out you he was actually know. at nine, yeah. I think you forgot about. It. I would. I would have thought that's you, you wouldn't better. feel well, like you need. It's a lot easier. If you believe that strongly, what you said, you wouldn't take it. I do want it though. Yeah, clearly. No, but I want it. All right. Uh, Carson, what's your overall what? point? Next year, get Dobbs back next year, pair him up with Watson, get a new oh, yeah. defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, and see, that's where I think and get a gonna, tight end. You know, the, they got to get a tight end. Yeah. Well, yeah, you we know what? I think the, when you start looking at we it, need, uh, we just need better coaching. I, on offense, I, I think on offense, you feel, you feel good that the receiving core – you th- you're going to feel really good after you kind of, you know, Lazard's probably going to be gone. You're going to draft or bring in some another player, and you feel great that you have a stud now in Watson. And with what Dobbs did pre, you know, pre, uh, prior to this injury, you'll like what he gave. And I want to see – I was hoping today would be it. Obviously, hopefully the bye week, you're going to see both of those guys out there and how – Matt LaFleur is going to utilize those guys. And if you can see that strong finish, now you have that guy that it can take a top off a of defense and, and really put a lot of pressure. Uh, you, you know, I was listening to the broadcast, and the fact that you're trying to leave one-on-one coverage on Christian Watson, people aren't going to do that. People are going to be afraid of what he can do beating people down the field. That makes everybody else's life a lot easier. That's going to help Romeo Dobbs. So let's continue to build and see how that looks. But, yes, I'm not saying the Packers are not going to win the division next year. Matter of fact, I'll say if Aaron Rodgers comes back, they'll be prohibitive favorites to win it, just like they were this year. But they didn't win it this year. They're not going to win it this year. So it's going to be a lot more – there's going to be a lot more work that needs to be done. But, yes, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, absolutely I'll agree with Homer. Yeah. It, well, and here's my hot take: Randall Cobb's coming back too. I think that's here's a, my. Hot I think that's take. a lukewarm. Jordy take. Nelson's coming back. See, now that's a hot that take. That would be hotter. <laughs> that would be hotter. That's stupid. No, I, I want to take that back. Within the next six years, he'll play one year for the. <laughs> come on, you really don't think Randall's going to come I, back? Oh one my more year? god! I, I don't. I, I don't year? think Randall Cobb's going to come back. He's been hurt. He has. He's been okay. He might come I think back. He would coach. come back if that's the chip. Could he be in a, a if that's quality the control coach? That, that brings Aaron Rodgers back. If that's the same thing, and it's all right, we're going to bring uh, Randall Cobb back. It'll be on a veterans minimum or a, you know a couple million bucks. All right, maybe. But I think you're going to look at, especially with the development of these two young wideouts, and you don't know what Samari Torre's got. I think Randall Cobb's probably at the point where he's going to have to think long and hard. Does he want to come back for another year? So if I was betting, I would say no. I don't think Randall Cobb will be back. Yeah, I would not well, be shocked lose, if he was if back, we though. If lose Lazard, though, he's going to be the number one veteran receiver. 
Uh, yeah, but it, it uh, just, Christian it, Watson's going to be your no- Christian Watson is now the number one receiver, veteran yeah. or not. He's going to be your number that's one. That's why I threw a veteran in there, though. Uh, he can teach these guys something. That's uh, that's true. I, I wouldn't be mad if Randall yeah. Cobb came back. No, I, I, I just I, I think when you start factoring it in all of the things, can we all agree Sammy Watkins will not be back? I think we yes. can all agree on that. We all yeah. agree that. Is he yeah. still yeah, on the team? Oh, he had <laughs> both rushing I touchdowns. Think he's still on he had squad, tremendous blocks. Oh, okay. Like those two touchdowns aren't scored without oh, Sammy Watkins. I would still apologize. Uh, on the two runs today by A.J. Okay. Dillon and Christian Watson. Tremendous blocks. I mean, right, that good was work, Sammy. That was the like only time that. I really yeah, noticed him on the field. The so you know, he's supposed to, yeah, he's supposed to be running routes and catching the ball. But hey, tip of the cap to yeah. you, Sammy, for blocking despite the way your season has gone. We appreciate the call, Carson. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the number for the Boda Box Wine Line. And before you go, Tausch, we we do have to get to who the man is. But I do want to talk about this a little bit because I'm under the assumption that Romeo Dobbs should be ready to go when they take on the Rams Monday Night Football in two weeks. Packers have the bye coming up. Thought there was a chance that he could play today. Ended up, obviously, not playing. But I think it's important for both of those guys in Watson and Dobbs to play over those final four games. And I want to see Aaron Rodgers play with those guys. Because if Rodgers comes back, he ain't coming to the, the, the mini camps and the OTAs. He'll show up for the one week that's mandatory, but that's it. So I think it's kind of good for him to get that chemistry so they can continue to learn what's ex- what he expects out of them when they're on the field over those final four games. Oh, I totally agree. And I think when you put those two together, you want to kind of get an idea of what their strengths are, how they can play off of each other. And, you know, from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint, that's a big chip as far as why you would come back. I think if things are sitting here and, you don't have any hope as far as wideouts, and you need to go through another reload or rebuild on that side of the ball at that position, you're not going to be very excited about it. Now, you know he's excited about Christian Watson. You know that he likes the way Romeo Dobbs works. I still think Romeo Dobbs has a way to go. And just listening to Rogers' commentary, he is, I think he's, he loved what Christian Watson was doing. I think he likes Romeo Dobbs' work ethic, but I think he needs to be more precise with things. That's where this next four weeks can really give you a window into what next year could look like, and that's without who and you know who you're going to add to that receiver room. Those are going to be your two guys moving forward, and you want to get a good idea of what that might look like out on the field. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Butterbox one line, but it's time to get to who was the man. Who was the man in the green and gold game? It's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. Homer, want to kick us off? Mr. Watson! That's too easy. Isn't that too easy? Fine, then well, no, make, make, easy. Up, make up one that's not as easy. Four touches, 94 it's, yards, two uh, touchdowns for Christian hard. Watson today. Yeah, it's hard, too. I mean, I mean it's they're, they're, hard. The I thought, seven, they're the 17 Green Bay Packers. They score 17 points a game, but not anymore because of one chain. Him. Yeah. It, it's hard for me to argue that. Uh, I, I think Kenny Clark played pretty well today. But looking at this thing... If I'm not going to say Christian Watson because you grabbed the low-hanging fruit, I'm going to go A.J. Dillon. 
I think there was talk, or you know, three four weeks ago, about well, Aaron Jones needs more touches. It should be a 80-20 platoon instead of what it is. I think AJ Dillon the last couple weeks has kind of put his mark back on this football team, and we're going to need more of that as this season continues. As it gets colder, and you're looking for more physical play, I think he's reemerged as the guy. And then I want to put a subsidiary who's the man, my boy Tom out at left tackle. It ain't easy. It ain't easy just throwing somebody out there. You know, D-Bot gets hurt, has the uh, appendectomy, what, Friday? He gets thrown out in the mix, and you, you didn't hear his name. And you saw the run game really – the run game and the protection units play very well. I give him a ton of credit for being able to solidify and step in there. So, again, Christian Watson's the obvious one. But I'm going yep. to go Matt LaFleur because – that last touchdown by Christian Watson was all set up by Matt LaFleur. They ran him on that jet motion a number of times today, and it got a lot of attention on the A.J. Dillon touchdown run before that, kind of helped clear out that side. And he knew that everybody was going to be crashing in to try to stop A.J. Dillon because he's been a beast today, but he made the decision to give the ball to Christian Watson to get him out and around. He had been setting up that play call all game long, and he cashed in the chip right when he should have to give Christian Watson a 46-yard touchdown on that jet sweep, which was, again, that's what that's what this offense is. That's what most offenses are. You're trying to set up that play, set up that play, set up that play, and he pulled the trigger and called the play at the correct time. So I'm going to go Matt LaFleur for that play call because he had been setting up all game. Tausch, we appreciate you jumping on. As always, we look forward to hearing more on your takes about the Green Bay Packers tomorrow morning. Will the Tausch all starts at 9 a.m. on ESPN Wisconsin. Appreciate you, boys. I was trying to come up with a six-year pun, but I don't have one, so I'll come up with one tomorrow. I'm sure you will. I was about to say, Homer comes on your show throughout the course of the week, so I'm sure you'll have an opportunity to make fun of him. We'll have something by Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Mark Tauscher, Packers Hall of Famer here on Green Bay Game Day postgame. But don't worry. There's still plenty of show to come. We still have to hear from Tausch's co-host, Jason Wilde. He's going to be coming up on the show. We still have to hear from Aaron Rodgers. And we have to hear from you, 855-616-1620, on the Box Wine Line, as the Packers have defeated the Chicago Bears 28-19 to go to 5-8 and eight on the season. More of your calls next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Back after this with more Green Bay game day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Four simple high quality ingredients. Barley, rice, hops, and water. This is Green Bay game day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Santos trying for a field goal, and it was deflected. That's the underrated play that, because Christian Watson had the two touchdowns, one on fourth down, one to kind of close out the game, because of the interceptions by Keyshawn Nixon and Jair Alexander at the end of the game, I feel that's a play that is just going to kind of escape us. Because it came at such a, a critical point for the Packers. They go down and score um, on that Christian Watson, no, excuse me, on the uh, A.J. Dillon touchdown run to bring themselves within two. And Caro Santos had his field goal blocked. That would have pushed that lead 
you know, the Packers would have had to go for it when they decided to kick the right. the field and, goal. And the Chicago was they going got, right down the field. Yeah, they, they got because Dean Lowry was able to get a hand on it, and that's a play that I feel is going to be underrated in the victory today for the Packers. Because of so many other things that happened around it. But it's the forgotten play. It's the kind of play that has gone against the Packers in every game all year long. This season, absolutely. Yeah. Right. The way the Packers' season has gone, like he would have gotten a hand on it, it still would have gone through. Uh, Yes. (laughs) You know, like somehow the ball still would have been kicked hard enough to get all the way to the uprights. But it did not today. Packers went 28 19 over the Chicago Bears. 855 616 1620 is the Boda Box wine line. That's where we find Travis and Fond du Lac. Travis, you're on Green Bay Game Day post game with Homer and Gabe. Hey, guys. Great show. Um, I don't want to talk about offense because everyone wants to, wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about this defense. Woof. How come no one is uh, Do we faulting Goot? Uh, Go- <laughs> yes, let's talk about this defense. <laughs> nobody, nobody is faulting Goody for how this be- defense was built. I mean, come on. They draft defense every year. They sign big money free agents every year, and they're terrible. No one talks about how this defense for today's NFL, it's built wrong. You you draft all these cornerbacks, you draft defensive interior defensive linemen, you can't rush the passer. They lost they only have one edge rusher on this team. You lost that guy in Rashawn Gary and you're terrible. You know, defensive backs are going to get beat. Look at Jair Alexander today. You know what? He got toasted. He made a great play at the end of the game which shows he has a short memory but you could spend all the money, all the draft picks you want on defensive backs. They get toasted. Rushing the passer, getting to the quarterback is the number one thing you need to do in the NFL today or over the last 20 years. They can't do it. Yeah, and, and a big part of that, Travis, as you mentioned, is Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. But, but now the issue with Rashawn is how long is he going to be out? You know, He's going to be coming off an ACL. Right. You need that knee, you know, you need torque, especially when you have the speed that he does to try to get around the end. He has, certainly has the strength. He can kind of bull rush from time to time, too, but that's what makes him a good pass rusher. He's got both. He's got the capability to do both. So who knows when he's actually going to be able to play for you again next year. I, my guess is they maybe draft a guy or two, but no, I, they- I'm, I'm still going to maintain that I, I think they, even with the emergence of Christian Watson, you need more weapons on this offense. And I am tra- if I'm Goody, I am trading that first-round pick to try to get something to help this offense for next season. Well, and I, I look as much at tight end as anything. They, mm-hmm. You know, there, there are people out there they were talking about. And, no, I'm not even going to mention the trading deadline. but um, Yeah, I think that's a position. Yeah, because they, they looked at Darren Waller. Right. Um, but I agree totally, and I would hope to think that Goody would be that smart, but maybe not. Maybe he thinks, see, I, I pulled it off again. You know, no one thought he could. Uh, look at, he could. You could have a rookie have this big of an impact, and in fact, one has. You also have. You also have to look at over these last number. You know, the last. I mean, they've drafted defense for ten years, other than Jordan Love. There's so many players they missed out on. I mean, there is. There was plenty of guys they could have drafted offensively. That I mean, you know, Michael Pittman, uh, T. Higgins, guys like that. That like. I mean, would have helped this team. Instead, you drafted, you know, Love and Stokes and, you know, guy, you know, uh, Kevin King. I mean, come on. There's so many guys. You keep drafting defense every, every year. Every year, it's defense, defense. 
drafting and free agency, you 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 know you 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 didn't worry about your offense because you had Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it doesn't matter. We can throw Alan Lazard and uh, a bunch of rookies and bring Randall Cobb back, and we will be okay. That didn't work clearly. So now you, and your defense coming into this season, you thought, oh, look at our defense. We're going to have a top five defense. <laughs> you, you know, you're bottom. You're a bottom five defense. <laughs> I mean, you know that. So they missed. They missed a lot of opportunities. Now they've got a long way to go to make up for that, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, Travis, 855-616-1620. This one coming from Greg on the text line, 855-616-1620. Hi, guys. This seems obvious to me. When you compare the Packers with the Eagles, Commanders, all the teams they recently got kicked by, the total difference was offensive line, defensive line, and interior linebackers. Major changes needed in all areas. Hopefully the Packers go get Jim Leonard. Uh, He'll come this time. They should have had him the first time. Well, that was up to him, Greg. He decided not to come. He decided to take the University of Wisconsin. How weird is it that he decides to work with an interim after an interim, and the guy who's the head coach was an interim and decided to stay Stick in around. his school and the same position. I, I don't Weird. think you're going to see massive changes along the offensive line. The, the biggest, well, maybe maybe you will, because they're going to have to make a decision on that left side. Elton Jenkins is a free agent. They have to decide what they want to do with David Bakhtiari. Zach Thomas stepped up this year. I think Yash Nyman has stepped up this year. I think that they have... I can see Jenkins the, coming back and Bakhtiari won't, but... Yeah, I, I have no idea what Jenkins' worth is going to be on the open market. I right. have no idea. And, and I'm guessing they can figure out a way to pay him, but who knows? So it, I, I think they have, along the offensive line, I think they have a base there that they can certainly build with, and that offensive line can be good. They were fantastic today. As I mentioned, granted, the Bears aren't world beaters up front, but they looked great today. Defensively, outside of Kenny Clark, all they have are guys. Outside of Kenny Clark, that's all they are. I know Devontae White had maybe the first time that I've noticed him all season long. So to draft somebody who's 24 and hasn't been able to make an impact in the first round, that certainly is a mark against Goody um, going out and picking him along, along the defensive line, and he has not been able to make any sort of impact, even though he's been a rookie this year. That is certainly, I would agree, something they have to look look at. I know Quay Walker has missed some tackles. I hold out hope that Quay Walker, because he is a special athlete, he has the size, he has the speed, that if he gets the right coach in there, whether it's position coach, whether it's defensive coordinator, he gets someone there that can help shore up some of the things that he needs and gets that good no, coaching. There are skills he has, even if he's not as good as you want him to be, yeah. that have to you be just can't used. Coach. Yeah. No, he's he's Christian Watson fast for his position. Correct. Yeah, and, and hopefully they can figure out a way to... Again, yeah. shore up some of those things. He's been a rookie. They flashed that he leads all rookies in tackles this year, I understand, especially being an inside linebacker. We, for years and years and years, A.J. Hawk had all those tackles, and he probably hasn't been enough of an impact player for being a first-round pick. But I see the potential there that I hope that whoever the, the next defensive coordinator is and whoever he brings in as his linebacker's coach, they're going to be able to get that potential out of him. Yeah, there could be some plays in which you don't want him on the field. But there are some plays in which he has to be on the field. There's you have so many other options to where just running with somebody from from uh, ends to tight ends to running backs and depending on the defense that you're in that he he can be used in a way no other player in his position could be. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Dave in Greenfield. You're on the Green Bay Game Day post game show with Homer and Gabe. How you doing? What up, Dave? 
awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah I want to say one thing about Jair. Jair is a great player, but here's the thing. I saw him try to make a tackle against Derrick Henry. It was pathetic. Today, same thing. He dove towards the guy's legs with his shoulder. Didn't try to make the tackle. You guys have any input on that? It seems that ever since his injury last year, he has not been as willing to be as physical as he was. I mean, you think about the play he injured his his shoulder on, he put his nose in there. Right. And Tausch talked about this a little bit last week on the postgame show where he just seems a little more hesitant ever since he's returned from that injury to be as right. physical right. with guys, especially no, somebody like There Derek can Henry. be no argument on that. There can be none. And that, I understand that because that's what I thought, too. I said he's ever since that because he did hit the Pittsburgh guy pretty darn hard when he got hurt yeah. last year. So I do understand that. Um, you know, what do you think when he got beat twice today? Is he suffering any knee injuries or any ankle sprains? Or no, so the, the first time EQ just ran past him, and I, I, I don't know if he just didn't think that EQ was going to be able to run past him, but he did. The second time, uh, it was a bit of a scramble drill. He came up and kind of took away the hitch, got a little over-aggressive with it, and then Nikhil Harry just took off on him. He tried to catch up and just couldn't get there. Um, I, I don't think he's really dealing with very many injuries because then he looked good on the interception, but... It's just kind of been the way his year has gone, where he's kind of taken a couple of gambles and it hasn't worked out. And I, I firmly believe he's another guy where he has made it obvious since day one that he is not on the page, same page as the defensive coordinator and Joe Barry. He's just not. Like after no, the I, after that first game, we talked about for a week where he was upset that he wasn't following Justin Jefferson around, and Joe Barry's like, "Oh, that's not what we do," and it, he along with his position coach, have not been on the same page as the defensive coordinator, and I think that has shown throughout the course of the season. I still have hope that he can return to the form that you're paying him to play at next season under a new D.C., right. presuming that Joe Barry is fired. Yeah, yeah, let, let's hope he is. I mean, it's not all Joe's fault that he got 363 yards. I mean, yes, maybe, you know, there's schemes and stuff, but when guys are missing tackles, I mean, those you taught how to tackle and pop Warner, high school, stuff like that. So I can see it's not Joe's fault on that, but some of his calling is pretty bad. And they need to make a play for someone quickly on DC. And Jim Leonard, he's going to stay in Wisconsin. I would have loved to see him come. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have, and clearly he was the first choice, but I, I don't think that seems like a realistic possibility. At least at this point, maybe it does become a realistic no. possibility. Who knows? We appreciate the call, Dave. 855-616-1620 is the number to join the show as the Packers win 28-19 over the Chicago Bears. We are brought to you by Bud Light. It's America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste, barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. We get back to your phone calls on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Coming up next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame. With Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. America's favorite light lager since 1982. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Going to throw again. Comeback route. It is picked off. A 
potentially by Jair Alexander, and sure enough it is. Chicago Bears 28-19 advanced to 5 and 8 on the season. The Chicago Bears have been officially eliminated from playoff consideration with 5 weeks left in the NFL season. Both these teams though uh, still have their bye to come, which is going to come next week for both squads. Packers I wonder where I want somebody buy. to I want to look where the Packers are. That's what I need. So they couldn't have been they needed to lose today. Their magic number was like three to be eliminated in terms of losses. Plus, so the fact that the Giants—I don't and know why? what the Giants. Well, they could be those Tide three teams. Could be the teams that are the wild card. All yes. three of them, and now even more so with that tie. Uh, yeah, I think that makes it a little bit more difficult for the Packers uh, in order to be eliminated from being potentially a wild card team. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, they, I don't think, can be eliminated officially unless they lose in two weeks to the Rams. I think I'll do a little bit more research on that and try to figure it out. But uh, Yeah, it's, you know, nobody has to worry that something could happen to the wild card. That yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still, they're still, uh, yeah. They're still, as of right now, alive, which means Aaron Rodgers probably going to be playing in two weeks. Yeah, without a doubt. The Rams. Unless he's hurt, he's going to play. It, I mean, it, Having the bye, you would think that would be a good thing for the ribs. Yeah, He's probably going to need surgery on the thumb, right. so the thumb is what it is. But he's probably going to need surgery on the thumb. But he's played through that, so i got to imagine he's not going to slow down and suddenly not play against the Rams, who are going to be playing their backup quarterback in two weeks since Matthew Stafford is on IR. Correct. And uh, which dangerous to do with this team, but everybody's assuming the Packers will win that game. Yes. I... I was assuming that they were going to win this game, and I looked wrong for a very long portion of it. And then I thought they were going to cover, and then got very fortunate that Christian Watson was able to run one in from 46 yards out, so the Packers could cover 28-19 over the Chicago Bears. I mean, as bad as it's been for the Packers, it's been worse for the Rams. Yes. So the Rams are an interesting team to me, just because, I mean, Homer, you've done sports talk radio for a while. Like how many how many times have fans called, oh, I just want one championship, then we can suck for years after that? Well, that's kind of what the Rams are. That is, yeah. They got their championship, yeah. and they got that team and that roster got old in a hurry. Correct. And they've got no help coming because of the draft picks that they traded away in order to get some of the talent that they have on that roster. Yeah, and I'm, I'm part of that group, and I will say it's worth it, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, I, think of the Packers. Yeah. How long has it been? It feels like forever. Yeah, I mean, it's been 12 years. Yeah, it that championship is forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. And any Rams fan or whatever, you hold on to it forever. And think of the Vikings or think of somebody that, that they don't have that. So, I mean, will you suck for, I, I've always said 10 years, and I understand it's tough, but I think it's probably even longer than 10 years if you haven't had one in your lifetime. Yeah, if you haven't had one in your lifetime, but I just think of... So, like, when the Packers won in 96. Right. And they wanted to win again in 97, obviously didn't mm-hmm. against the, the Denver Broncos. But then their own general manager called them a fart in the wind. 
But that team was better than a fart. Right, unit. because that's the part that he held. He knew if you go back-to-back, you become historically special, and mm-hmm. they were that good. And he'll always believe that they might have been good enough to win in 95. It just happened that you had the Cowboys, yeah. that they were a special group. They had a, they had a lead going into the fourth right. quarter, so he's and saying, the Packers just weren't ready to beat the Cowboys right. at that time. So his view is that, um, you know, as to how good he thought that team could be. But, yeah, you cannot be a fart in the wind if you have a ring. You're something in the wind, but you're not a fart. <laughs> and I'll be glad to discuss that with Ron Wolf. With if Ron he writes at, another at book, point. I'll never talk to him about it. He has another book. He'll come in, <laughs> in the studio. He'll come back and, and come through and talk with everybody. 855-616-1620 is the number for the Budabox Wine Line. Injury Recap is brought to you by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today. The one Oh, by injury, the way, I will say also, it, it applies to the Bucks. Oh, that championship's forever, yeah. It's forever. Uh-huh. But also, I... I <laughs> they should win more. I, I And I think they win this year. Yeah, I do too. But if they don't, I that, still that got champion, it for, I, yeah, got I still it got that one. I will never forget being there at the parade. I will 50, never forget baby. that run. A 50 in yeah. game six. Yeah. 50. Hey, he can't close out a series. And then he puts up 50. On 17 and 19, shooting from the free throw line. Can't shoot free throws, can't close out a game, closes out the finals with a 50-burger. But this is uh, all about the Green Bay Packers here on Green Bay Game Day postgame. In the injury recap brought to you by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin, there is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today. Packers relatively healthy today other than Aaron Jones. That's the only question that I have. Uh, What's the shin injury? Was it actually holding him out? Some, Some questions need to be answered there. And hopefully he is healthy enough to go. Uh, down the stretch for the Packers and play in a couple of weeks. But I'm just curious, the way they handled that whole thing, because A.J. Dillon was certainly the bell cow and things were working, and they they did this at different times last year when Aaron Jones was, was healthy, where they'd ride the hot hand. And certainly A.J. Dillon was that hot hand. But then when they needed somebody else, they went to Patrick Taylor for that one carry, and then finally Jones came back in before maybe re-aggravating the shin injury. It, it was just kind of curious the way they handled that whole I would agree. Thing. Yeah, no, that's just when it's perfect to have some time off because clearly needs it. Oh, yeah. So, again, we'll see if Matt LaFleur ends up addressing that at all throughout the course of the the next week because, you know, he's not going to do it today because he'll address it a week from Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing he would say about it today would be, oh, uh, and yeah, I haven't really talked with anybody about injuries, so don't ask me about injuries. Like that—that's every I mean, you, pre- post-game press conference. Remember, you from you couldn't ask for anything better than the time off and then an extra day Monday against yeah. the. And then you're playing a, a team that has struggled this season and is going at it with their backup quarterback. That's certainly setting up great for the Green Bay Packers. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Boda Box wine line. The one thing about the Packers that did go poorly today, though, was that defense. They gave up over 400 yards once again to the Chicago Bears. And we've talked about it a little bit, Homer, and, and we've had a couple of calls on that Boda Box wine line talking about the defense. Do you feel there is still enough talent on there or... How close is this team actually? Because we feel like, okay, they've got something in Christian Watson. Maybe they have something to pair him with with Romeo Dobbs. Running back-wise, Aaron Jones coming back next year still need to figure that out because he's not going to be paying for playing for $20 million. More, more than likely, an extension would presumably be coming for him with the season that he has had, and he went over the 5,000-yard mark on the ground for his career. Only three, He's the third Packer to ever do that. 
But defensively, do you think that a change in a coach and coordinator is going to be able to get the best out of some of these guys? Or, But they're kind of stuck with some of them with the contracts that they gave Campbell and Razul Douglas and Preston Smith. They gave extensions to a lot of these guys that have just been kind of... No, I meh. agree with you. I think it would be wrong to think a change in the coach is going to solve everything. I think they have... Uh, there has been an overrated view of the talent of the players on the defense. Um, but um, there's no way you can know for sure until somebody else gets in there. But, yes, I think it's to say that they become this elite defense by bringing in a new defensive coordinator, no. I mean, no, they're not going to have the second-best defense in the league next year, regardless of who's the defensive coordinator. It wouldn't make any more sense than it turns out that they were elevated, but you know, they no three sixty three. Um still gave up one fifty on the ground. Yes. So I think that I think they're they have to change coordinators, but there has to be an understanding and belief, as you've stated, that they have misjudged the talent of some of the players and need to do some things. Jason's talked all year about how short they've been at wrestling the passer. You, you know, and what happens if Rashawn Gary gets hurt. So um, yes, it would be wrong to think that the answer is just him. The answer is him, and they've misjudged some talent. I just think there are players like, I just believe Jair Alexander's better than he's playing. I believe that you need players that tilt the field a little bit, and nobody's really done that. And that, to me, is partially on on uh, on Barry. But that doesn't change your premise. yes. They need to get better players than people think because the ones they have haven't been as and aren't as good as people thought. Aaron Rodgers playing with a rib injury, playing with a broken thumb. We hear from him and the quarterback pressure. That's coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Remember, the Bears also have a missed PAT and a field goal blocked in a one-point game. It's not the first time that's happened this year. It's Watson on the end around. He can fly, and he can fly to the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay. That was the touchdown that shielded for the Pack. They went for two to go up 28-19. That's the final score over the Bears. Packers now 5-8 and eight this season. Green Bay Game Day post-game show. He's Homer. I am Gabe. Time to hear from the quarterback. And the quarterback presser is brought to you by Ridgetop Exteriors, where customer service is our number one goal. Check them out at Ridgetop Ex- Exteriors. QB1 started talking about that touchdown you just heard to seal the game. I expected them to play some man coverage, so at the last second I ran over the sideline to verify we weren't in a Rolex situation where we wanted to not score and I think Matt was maybe a little surprised by the question um, I said hey if this comes out the gate do you want him to score or not I don't know he said score I might have said go down first and score so I just came in and said don't worry about going down after this thing comes out the gate when I came off the you know handoff to the fake to AJ and I like felt like 
whole side line was over there, I figured it was probably going to be a good play. Aaron, what, I mean, I know you can't go back in time, but if you'd have had him playing like this from the get-go, how, how different could things have been for you guys as an offense? Yeah, I mean, that's a hard game to play, Rob. I don't really enjoy that one a whole lot, but he's playing really, really well. He's catching the ball. Um, all the time now. The, I wouldn't say the technique has really changed a whole lot, but um, as a former receiver used to say, with an odd catching style, results. He's made a lot of a lot of catches. He hadn't dropped anything, so that's been good. Who was that former receiver? Jeff Janis. I thought I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you guys are still kind of you're still swimming upstream for the rest of the season as far as playoffs and all that go. Winning feels great in the moment. Does this win anything more than just feeling great in the moment? The win against the Bears is always a little more special. There was other things involved. The uh, all-time win total was cool. Another fourth quarter comeback. Um, I told the guys in the locker room, you know, we've, we've been able, we played good enough to beat anybody in the league and at times played poor enough to lose just about anybody. Um, our highs have been pretty solid. Um, yeah, this was a different Bears team. Obviously, Jalen is a super talented player, but a lot of young guys playing outside of that. Other than 36. Uh, but, you know, they got a talented quarterback who's got a chance to be around for a long time. Really good running back. Stud young receiver. EQ making plays. So it was a competitive game, but definitely didn't want to be walking in here losing to the Bears. It's been, it's been a nice eight straight for us. Are the Ribs in the field. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the line played really good today. Um, I moved around a decent amount, held on the ball at times, and I went to the ground one time. So that's like a dream game for somebody in my position with a you know, pretty sore rib cage. Um, I mean, I feel good going on the bye week uh, that, uh, you know, maybe both these things will be behind me. Aaron, there were a few plays where you had a lot of time to throw and couldn't find anybody. You know, with the Bears, with some of those guys they had that you probably weren't too familiar with, how much credit do they get for, for kind of making it a little bit tougher? They did, yeah. I mean, they played a lot of coverage, a lot of too high, mixed some coverage up, played some, uh, held the shell till the very end uh, most of the time. Uh, but again, Jalen is a, a premier player. Um, but the other young guys played pretty well. So you got to give them credit. There was, you know, multiple times where felt like getting out of the pocket, somebody's going to come open and scramble drill, and they lock down our guys, so they definitely deserve some credit for that. Aaron, you got a lot to think about once the season ends, but will Christian's rapid development factor into that at all, just the promise of a, a pretty bright future? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, I left Cal, and I could have came back with uh, Deshaun Jackson at receiver and Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. I don't regret it because things have turned out pretty well. But that's uh, uh, that would have been interesting playing with those two guys. Played Marshawn for a year. But I say that because the way that Christian's developed, you definitely got to feel good uh, organization with uh, his development. It's a rapid, wild development that it's hard to think about another player who goes from uh, being kind of uh, here and there, minimal production to go-to type player, uh, home run player. I mean, he had two, you know, what, 60-plus yard touchdowns, it seems like, uh, last week, catch and run on a short one, and then end around. Uh, pretty special. So, it all factor into it, but uh, 
there's got to be mutual uh, desire on both sides. Aaron, on the third down pass, I think it was Tunyon in the, in the end zone. Did, were you looking for pass interference? I think it was on Sanborn covering him. Was that what you were looking for? It, it appeared from where I was at that he might have gotten tugged, but listen, the way they, they wrapped the game, there was very little penalties uh, the entire game. There's probably a couple that could have been called. Seemed like one on our sideline to Jonesy, maybe that one. But, yeah, I mean, Bobby Bobby said he got tugged, but must not have been uh, big enough for Terrence to flag back there. At the start of that drive, you know, that was, did you feel like that was your chance? Was there any particular message? I know you've been in that situation many times, but after the way the Bears have defended you, was there anything you said to just inspire your team or whatever to, this is the opportunity, did you say did anything special about that particular moment of the game? Well, I mean, I don't think it was it was anything they were doing. They were playing soft and playing coverage, and we had basically two drives stall out with a false start and a negative six-yard run. So it wasn't like, you know, we were struggling on offense. I just feel like we, you know, had some third and extra longs and didn't convert them. But uh, yeah, the urgency goes up. I think the most important play uh, probably of the game was me just settling in the progression from an offense standpoint and throwing the ball on the left sideline to Christian on third and seven. Uh, down 19-10 because that right for the fourth quarter and that kind of settled things down and then we put together a nice drive I uh, got a touchdown got a stop uh, and then put together a field goal and obviously a big interception uh, and you know very nice play call by Matt love it that he trusted us to go for two there uh, to put that thing away as well even with how things have gone this season and started this game is there ever a thought in your head throughout this game Intangibly, not with anything that's going on in the game. Like it's it's me against the Bears, it's Packers against Bears. Everything's going to work out. Yeah, I mean it has over the years. So you definitely draw a lot of confidence and good memories off of uh, you know this matchup. Uh, we've uh, had a tremendous amount of success uh, during my time against them. I've enjoyed playing here. A lot of great memories here. Over the years, obviously won the FC Championship here and it. Kavi in 13 on a big play and Jordy in 16 on a big play. And it's been a special rivalry that I've been able to be a part of. And uh, there was probably a lot of people that felt good at 1910. So did I. Speaking of that, I mean, you outscored 18 nothing in the fourth quarter. We what, yeah. what clicked for your team? Um, well, we got the ball to nine. He hadn't really been involved a whole lot. I think he had just one catch for the touchdown. And we hit him on uh, that third and seven play. It got the drive going, and then obviously the, uh, the you know the last touchdown was to him as well. So they did you know with their coverages and and, and Jalen basically anytime he was on Jalen it was man with some help, and anytime he was on the other opposite side they're you know for the most part clouding it. You know we had the one ball that. Uh, we had pass interference on. It was a big play to him. So he really had three, you know, pretty three or four pretty big impact plays, and that's kind of crazy enough. That's kind of been the standard for him. What do you, you think of how AJ ran the ball today? Yeah, I thought he ran the ball great. Uh, he's, you know, he's been a, a good cold run, cold weather runner for us, um, going back to his rookie year against Tennessee. Um, but he's a tough tackle. You know, he doesn't go down easy, and he seems, you know. Last couple of weeks, he's had a guy on him like the five, and just can't get him down. Um, so he's also got really good hands. And he had a couple of nice catch and runs today. He's just, a, you know, he's a really solid football player, and I mean that with the uh, with the most respect possible. And, and 
most gratitude and credit to him for the way that he shows up. To go to Matt's question about being the Bears, um, you may, it was a pretty meaningful to you when you passed the Bears for in this series. So how about this now that you've passed the Bears all the time as a guy who likes the history of the game? What does that mean to you? It means a lot. You know, I think that's part of uh, part of the uh, the legacy. You know, you always want to uh, leave the place you're at better than you found it. And right now, we flipped the uh, all-time series. We flipped the all-time wins. I've had a lot of success against them, so I think in a few years you look back and you feel pretty good about your contributions to the rivalry. We know Java's uh, lack confidence. How big was it after he gets a couple of plays beat him and then he just steps in front of that play and really helps seal it? Yeah, that was huge. Uh, he's a really, really talented player, and at times I think he doesn't get a lot of work. So uh, he got a little bit of work today. But uh, in the most important moments, he came up big. And then I want to single out uh, Key as well. Uh, he's been so important for us, changing the kicking game. You know, for a long time here, and I don't, want, I don't mean this as disrespect, but it's just the facts. For a long time, when that ball's up in the air on kickoff, I'm thinking, stay in, stay in. Don't bring it out. It's just not a lot of good stuff happened. But I always tell Key now when he's about to go out there, I said, bring it out. Bring that out. It's because he brings an extra type of juice to our football team. And you can win with guys like that, guys that care about it, guys that are tough, and guys that make big-time plays. And Key had a nice interception to close that thing off. You know, it's a nine-point game, but there's still a lot of things that can happen at that time. They still have multiple timeouts. They can kick a field goal, an onside kick, you know. And Key closed that thing out. So uh, he's the type of player. I wish I'd had over the course of my career because you feel real good going to battle with a guy like that. Yeah, fourth quarter is winning time. And we we played our best uh, in the fourth quarter today. Um, put together, you know, some really nice drives on offense and had two big stops, you know. Uh, thankfully, I didn't have any turnovers today, which unfortunately hasn't been the norm. Uh, so... We didn't turn it over, and we got three back. I think we've been plus three all year long. Tom could probably tell me. Probably not. Um, so that was uh, obviously what uh, gave us the opportunity to win the game. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers after the game as the Packers defeat the Chicago Bears 28-19. There was one thing in that press conference that caught Homer and my attention as we're listening to it. We may yeah, I wrote it down. Homer wrote it down. We'll let you know what that was coming up next here on Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show. The seasons are changing, but Tito's Handmade Vodka isn't. Of course it's not. It's Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 25 years later, Tito's is still made in batches, hand-bottled, taste-tested, and then taste-tested again. Simple, smooth, and every sip as easy as the last. Tito's is crafted to be savored responsibly. No frills, no flavors, no fancy labels, just the good stuff. Just Tito's. No matter the season, no matter the circumstance, at 40% alcohol by volume, Tito's Handmade Vodka is perfect for your favorite fall cocktail. For fall-inspired recipes, videos, and more, visit titosvodka.com. Back after this with more Green Bay game day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. This is Green Bay game day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network.
So we just heard from the quarterback here on Great Bay Game Day Post Game Show, Tundra Trail Radio Network. He's Homer. I'm Gabe. Packers win 28-19. But as always with Aaron Rodgers, you always have to listen carefully. You always have to be paying attention to everything he says because he might just drop something in there that makes you go, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And I don't like the overuse of the word very. So he was asked a question, very fair question, and it's, it's, I guarantee it's not the last time he is asked that question. We addressed the issue with Tausch. Yeah, about, and it's going to be such a big part of the conversation going forward, is Aaron Rodgers going to be back in 2023? So the question that he was asked was along the lines of, with the development of Christian Watson, is, would that influence you to come back? And give a very thoughtful answer. The, the part about him leaving, you know, he decided to leave Cal and he would have had Deshaun Jackson and Marshawn Lynch there is pretty disingenuous because you were leaving to go to the NFL. Right, you're going to be a first me, round pick. It tells me he's given thought about the issue. Oh, sure. What he would say, what he would think. Yeah. So, yes, this is clearly not the first time that he's thought about this because, again, I thought he gave a very thoughtful answer of. You know, he's really encouraged by that. How can you not be? He's been, you know, all these things. But then at the end, at the very end, Homer, what does he say? Well, there has to be mutual desire on both sides. And this is when I was wish I was still there because I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Because that would seem to imply, at least to me... Yes, it implies exactly what you're thinking. That he has interests, but he's not sure if the Green Bay Packers have interests. Right. That's that's what that implies. And maybe we're looking it in too much and... No, we're not. It obviously implies that. He brought it up. Yep. And everybody's going, what? Like, first of all, it makes me think, again, that he's incredibly... Uh, Fragile human being, um, because if I'm the Packers, what well, well, what do you mean mutual desire? Everybody knows the issues that you've brought up about his contract. Yep. Oh, oh. So, so what option do they have? The only one I brought up was trading after June first. But but there's nobody alive who thought he would say that. No one. It's the way he said Let's go ahead and listen to it again. Here's Aaron Rodgers talking about his potential future and whether or not he would stick around for Christian Watson. I say that because the way that Christian's developed, you definitely got to feel good uh, organization with uh, his development. It's a rapid, wild development that it's hard to think about another player who goes from uh, being kind of um, here and there, minimal production to go-to type player, uh, home run player. I mean, he had two, you know, what, 60-plus yard touchdowns, it seems like, uh, last week, catch and run on a short one, and then end around. Uh, pretty special. So, it all factor into it, but uh, there's got to be mutual uh, desire on both sides. And it seemed like he was ready to finish his thought, but it's the last part there. It seemed like he finished his thought, but then... Nope, I got to add this on to the end of it. It seemed like he was ready to hear the next question, but decided, nope, I've got to add this part about there being mutual. I, I agree totally. Interest. And that can't be about him because it, I know what I'm going to do. Or that's like, what do you mean both sides? He could have said, hey, it's great, but I still got to decide, right? It's still, 
Let's not get ahead of ourselves. This will be addressed. And that's the way he's answered this question and in that's the past the way, this year. That's where the he's... way he seemed to add because he brought up a situation. Well, it's different, but a situation where he left. When he left Cal. To left Cal, that was really good. Which means, I'm listening to that going, well, he's it's a, it's a bit of a reach. But he's kind of saying, you know, I've done this before. I could leave the potential greatness again. Mm-hmm. I've already lived it. I know what it would feel like. And he explained how it felt, which, again, was fine to end. Yeah, and- said he had no regrets because, you know, it, all those things about, you know, it's worked out for him pretty well in the NFL, obviously. But just to, at the very end, to decide, can we just hear that last little part again, Max? Just those th- that last thought he decides to add before that next question was asked? It all factor into it, but uh, there's got to be mutual uh Desire on both sides. Mutual desire on both sides. Yes. Everybody then knows he's now bringing up something no one considered that, what, there's the possibility that they don't have a desire to have you back? Yeah. Because every other time it seems like he's been asked some sort of question about his future, he gives an okay answer, but it always ends with, yeah, I'll think about that once right. we hit the off season. I'm really focused on the here, the now. Right. You know, I know we have the buy. They but clearly I wanna, want me I back. I want to focus on getting healthy. Yada yada yada. All right. these different things. But he decides to throw mutual what a, desire what a in at the. End. <laughs> That's as I said. I wish I was there. I don't know why other reporters. I can't believe. I mean, we'll have Jason on. What the hell is wrong with all of you people? Unless Jason can say he's brought this up before, but there's no way he I, has. I can't imagine he has because I would have... Again, it seems like every other time he's given a different answer to this question or something around this question about his future in Green Bay. Well, I know what people in the Packer office are thinking. What a piece of work. <laughs> what a piece of work. He's an interesting fella. Yes. Interesting fella. I... Mutual desire. This is one that's going to be broken down. I don't I don't think he's going to join. Maybe he will. Um, Pat McAfee, because he's not going to have locker room availability this week. It's the bye week, so he's going to be off. But the no, next no. the next opportunity, presumably, that he would have to address this is McAfee. And I'm not sure if McAfee would ask this question. No, but, but we're going to hear from, like, when is the next time LaFleur speaks? Because if you talk to LaFleur, you're going to certainly... I know this is this year, but but Aaron Rodgers had this, and LaFleur will say, you know, of course we want him back, or whatever he can say. That'll... He'll say, I want him back. Yes, that's correct. Well put. He, that's all he can say. You know, say. I can't speak for anybody else, but I would certainly right. love to have him back and give and some And then Mark that Murphy way. will be asked, and he'll say, I want to love to have him back, and then everybody's going to, why the hell did the dude bring it up in the first place? It's Just so he can hear, everybody can hear that they want to have him back? I, I, I don't know. But no. he uh, clearly he feels that maybe there isn't that mutual desire. Who because that's what he's implying, right? Who knows what's going on? But he brought something up that no one considered even an issue. Okay, we know the Packers want him back. We know he's making fifty million dollars, or is it sixty? Which is it? Fifty uh, or sixty? Fifty-nine. So he gets right. fifty-nine and a half million dollars of new money in his contract next year. That is guaranteed. That right. once he hits certain thresholds in terms so of dates, would he come back? We don't know because he's crazy. But we know he's going to give up sixty million. We don't think he'd do that. And we know the Packers want him back. And now, but does he want to come back? And now he throws in. It, it seems like if you say mutual desire on both sides. 
that seems to imply that you have interest in coming back, right? Right. You might, or I, I, I might. If I did, you also have to factor in. We don't know for sure. Then they want me back. Yeah. I, I can't wait to talk to Jason Wilby about dink. that. And he's going to be joining us in about 40 minutes yeah. here at Green Bay Game Day post game. Remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell, but it is Christmas time. I'm sure you're seeing plenty of Salvation Army red bell ringers out there. You can put Salvation, you can put money in the Salvation Army red kettle right now by donating at s8milwaukee.org. Hour three of Green Bay Game Day post game. As I mentioned, we still have to be joined by Jason Wilder. We have to pick our difference making player of the game and pick our drive of the game all to come. Hour three, Green Bay Game Day post game coming up next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day post game coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day Postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Fields. Launches it. He's intercepted. That'll put it away. It's Keyshawn Nixon to put it on ice. For another Packers win over the Bears. Packers winners today, 20. 28-19 over the Chicago Bears become the winningest franchise in NFL history. The crazy part, the only thing I have actually found interesting about that conversation was the fact that the Bears have had at least a share of that number of the most wins in NFL history. Dating back to 1921, the only other team other than the Chicago Bears, and now Green Bay Packers, to have a claim to that, the Buffalo All-Americans. Like that was the name of a franchise back in 1921. That's the only interesting thing that I have found about that is that there used to be a franchise called the Buffalo All. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I mean, uh, less significant to me other than like punter yardage. Maybe you're. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's. I would accuse it of being made up. Um, obviously, it's not. But it seemed like that became a part of the narrative just because these were two teams that in the month of November combined to go one and eight. No, well, so I, you had to make this game exciting yes, somehow. So oh, I know part what's of the, the website five thirty seven five thirty five thirty eight. Okay, well they rank each game in terms of different things yeah. on a scale of one to a hundred. The Packer Bear game was the bottom at a total value of eight. <laughs> it was the the who did the who did Houston play today? Houston. Well, so but so that was interesting because Houston was playing. The Browns. Right, but that was a 10 or a 9. That and, was even ahead. And Deshaun Watson made his right. first start, returning to Houston. Maybe the Browns have there. a chance, to a better chance to make I don't know. But that one was ranked even higher than the Packers and the Bears, which was the lowest value game in the league. So I think you're right. 855-616-1620, if you want to share your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers, the one thought, the only thing I can think of right now going forward is Aaron Rodgers using the phrase mutual desire on both sides in terms of his return to the Green Bay Packers. We'll ask Jason Wilde what he thinks about that coming up in about uh, 35 minutes. But right now, we get to our drive of the game. Which drive set the tone for the final score? The march down the field that made the difference. Rodgers... 
by Randall Cobb. It's time for the drive of the game. Presented by Boucher Automotive Group. They ride with you every mile. Visit them today at Boucher.com. Homer, what are you going with for drive? There are a number. I mean, when they get the touchdown on the run by Watson, it's a feeling we haven't had. Like, they're going to win the game before the game is over. But I'd forgotten this till LaFleur brought it. They trailed by 13 points. Yeah. That has to be the touchdown uh, late in the first half that that cut it to uh, yeah. the six. Because they were down 16-3 to three right. after, um, again, they, they went for it. The Packers did. At the at the 36 of Chicago, because the wind, you could just see it was whipping. At one point, when the official turned on his microphone, you could barely understand him after um, the Packers had forced that fumble, and they decided to go for it on the 36 because a field goal would have been tough from there, 50 plus yard field goal in that wind. Two plays later, the Bears score a touchdown. They go up 16-3. Mm-hmm. Two plays later, they're up 13. Yep. And so I'm 100 percent with you. I think I think it's forgotten because I mean it was certainly to me their best drive of the game because it was 13 plays, 75 yards. And we know how fragile this minutes. team is yep. and how fragile all parts of it and oh my god, it's gonna... But it was, not only was it fourth down, mm-hmm. but that's when they scored that touchdown of Christian yep. Watson. Fourth they decided to go for it on fourth and four from mm-hmm. the 14-yard line. Aaron Rodgers throws a dart to Christian Watson and that and, and suddenly you're going, oh, okay. And it wasn't like he was wide open. That was a, it was yeah. a great play by Rodgers and, and and it appears to me that Watson did what you do with Rodgers. He had to see an opening, raised his arm, and Rodgers saw it. And, you know, the pocket didn't break down, but there it was probably as much movement and pressure as he yeah, felt Yeah, he had to day. kind of slide around a little bit and, and yep. give himself a little bit of a throw. And it would have been fitting to the game to that point where the, you felt they should have scored touchdowns or they just should have had more points than they had. Same offense, they just can't figure it out, and they did. Yeah, so I'm I'm 100% with you. To me, that was the drive of the game. Although, it's always fun when you win because you actually, when we do some of these segments, you actually have options. You know, the touchdown at the end of the game or even the field goal drive because they're able to force the missed field goal and then they drive down 13 plays, 55 yards, and take nearly seven minutes off the clock. Mm -hmm. So now you put the Bears in a spot where they don't want to be where they have to throw the football. And even though Justin Fields was and has been yeah. over See, the stretch I wasn't throwing worried. the football, I thought they still screw, want to run They're going to screw this up. There's five minutes left. They yeah. could have taken the whole they, – they really didn't have to throw the ball. I thought all they need is a field goal, and yeah. there's more than enough. Plus, he can get 15, 20 yards on any particular run. So, um, I thought, And they did actually come out and pass the ball. Yeah. I, which surprised me. They passed on like every play, but uh, four of the five plays. And they got eight yards when they ran the ball with Montgomery, but I'd like to personally thank them. They decided, yeah, they decided to throw the ball. Yeah. With 449 left, is, uh, or four, they, they took got the, the kick out, of the, out yep. of the end zone. So 441 left. Justin Fields pass, Montgomery run, Fields pass, Fields pass, Fields intercepted. Yeah. I mean, so, I, the, 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 I don't know that I feel happiest for him, but uh, that would be one guy if. Jair Alexander needed an interception. He never needed one more. Because if they lose the game, he takes major heat. Yeah. He's he's been bad this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, not I wouldn't say necessarily bad for your average NFL corner. Yeah. But he's not paid to be an average NFL no, corner. No, and he was bad today. Yeah. I mean, they they burned him big time twice. And, you know, to me, he gambled on this play 
decided to cut it up, and they, the ball was thrown there, and he made a great play. That's, that's what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to be that good. When it comes to Jair Alexander, where do you come down on the antics that he has on the field? Because he's celebrating. He, he obviously had the interception. Then everybody runs down to the uh, end zone to celebrate his INT. And I've had a couple of texts on the uh, the Boda Box wine line here, 855-616-1620. Some people who kind of seem not very happy with the antics. And that not even just today, going back to previous games as well, with some of the antics over what I he's agree done. totally with that. And the antics today were justified. The last one was when, in the past game, they were down 8 or down 12, and he made an incomplete pass, and they were he was doing a little uh, uh, motion or dance with a teammate. And I, I thought, uh, I, I, I don't get that. No, other players do it as well. But um, I, I just put that on... To me, that's another example of the leadership necessary with a coordinator or somebody. But as far as him, it's not good. But he's not the only one doing it. But I just don't get. But he's always been that. Yes, like, he and, has. and going back to Louisville, right. that's who he was. Like there was video yeah. right when he got drafted. Right. He did like he made some in, incomplete passes. Do like a, a little penguin more. Walk behind a guy. Do a little more. Before so, you start doing it. This is to me. It's just been who a part of who he is as a player, and. I have come to the terms of, if I want the good, I have to put up with this. Right. Well, I want to call and talk to Terrell Buckley because he coached him in college. And and I'm convinced that the way he's tackling now so he doesn't get hurt is the way Buckley talked about Leroy Butler being the first one to invent this where you you knock people kind of the side and Leroy was good enough that he could tackle great even though he didn't wrap up and tackle. And but but Leroy's Leroy's a little bigger than Jair. Exactly. Jair can't do it. And I'm just curious if that's something that – Troy Buckley told him, but I would ask him that. And I'm curious to to see what he would say because you're right. It's been a part of it, but he did it. I mean, he was doing great things in college. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. he hasn't had the kind of year to justify doing it. Although I, today was his fourth interception, which is a career high. Yes. Part of that is they've been throwing more at him because he has not played as well, presumably. Like that that's what the assumption always was with Jair is oh, he's not getting interception opportunities because he's just shut down and they don't throw his way. They throw the other way. So teams have not been afraid to go after Jair Alexander this year. And he gets credit. He certainly gets credit. I mean, to me, he easily could have won the game with that interception. You could sell that and make that point that the Chicago get at least a field goal and now the Packers are behind and but I mean that—that's what he's supposed to do, yeah. given the money that he gets. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the number for the Butterbox Wine Line. Join us and join the conversation. Give us your thoughts over the Green Bay Packers defeating the Chicago Bears today, twenty-eight to nineteen. They are now five and eight on the season. Green Bay Game Day post game is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since nineteen eighty-two. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and ice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste: barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. Twenty twenty-two Anheuser Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Wake up with me. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Rob 
Rodgers, wide open man, it's the veteran, it's Mercedes Lewis, and it's a nine-point game as he waves goodbye. Defeat the Chicago Bears 28-19. They are now 5-8 on the season. Next up for the Pack, a bye week before they play their lone Monday night football game of the season, which I'm sure ESPN is going to be disappointed by. Beginning the season, you're thinking, ooh, two of the NFC favorites playing in late December. Packers-Rams, this should be a good one. And they can't change it? They can't do it? Like, <laughs> you, you can't? No. Monday night football, unfortunately, does not have the power to... Uh, to flex out games at this point, and that is going to remain on Monday Night Football. And whoever the backup quarterback is for the Rams, we know it's not going to be Matthew Stafford playing in that game. We presume it's still going to be Aaron Rodgers playing in that game. Came out of today relatively healthy, said in his postgame press conference that this was a dream game for him with the injuries that he's dealt with because he was only on the ground once. Yeah, they did a nice job. 855-616-1620 is the number to get into the Boda Box wine line. We've avoided it for the most part because we've tried to stay somewhat positive, I would say, for the most part today, Homer. But 409 yards to this Bears team. And I understand that Justin Fields being back made it a completely different team. Because Justin Fields this season has showed promise that he could be that quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears. But this is a Bears team that was out without Darnell Mooney their leading wide receiver. Um, Chase Claypool is still, you know, kind of learning the offense. And yet guys were wide open. Equinemia St. Brown, three catches, 85 yards. Cole Komet, six catches, 72 yards. Nikhil Harry had a 49-yard reception. What... What is going on? No, the the. Like, I mean, I understand the rush defense. The run defense is going to be bad because that's just what it is. It's a bad run defense. Right. But... No, this is all about it shows the importance of uh, the turnover ratio because that's what the answer will be. I actually think they won the turnover ratio last week. I thought it was one nothing for Packers, but I'm not sure. Maybe I've confused that with another game. But this is the, now now the defensive coordinator has some answer. That's the key: create turnovers and the Packers not having any. Um, you know, they won three nothing. You win the turnover battle three nothing. You win what ninety nine percent of the games. Was it uh, three yeah. nothing? Uh, they won this one three nothing. So they last week um, they lost the turnover battle. Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions. Okay, was it the week before? It seems like there was a game where they won it. But anyway, this is this is what he should say. This is if you're going to have a defense that can't stop the run and gives up tons of yardage, you 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 got to create turnovers. And I would think last year they must have done pretty well for a while. I've got to look, but they've been below. They're minus four, I think, going into today. Yeah, so they won the right. turnover they lost battle two against one. The, they created one. They lost two to one last uh, week. Right. Tennessee, they created the one turnover okay. um, because Tannehill threw the interception. And Packers did not lost. turn it over and still lost that one by. So they're getting 10 better. Uh, they were minus five. Now they're probably down to minus one. But this is if you can cre- if you have a defense that can create turnovers, you can get by with the other stuff. And I understand turnovers can be a high variance thing. You know, like one year you have a lot of turnovers, and the next year you don't have quite as many. But you have to have the ability where at least you feel like you're threatening that you can. Oh, we can we can make some stuff happen on the defense. That's all the great defenses. That's what they have. Now they're sc- There are points they're scary. Yeah, because mm. they, it seems like they've got 
12, 13 guys in the field, and they can create those turnovers. And that certainly has been a big part of what has been missing this year for the Green Bay Packers. And really, ever since Dom Capers in 2014. Like, that's the last time that the Packers defense, to me, and I understand the final numbers that year weren't the best, but once they had shifted Clay Matthews to the inside linebacker spot, that kind of showed up the run defense. They were still able to get after the passer, create turnovers. That was always the hallmark of a Dom Capers defense, was being able to create turnovers And it seems like they just haven't been able to do that. So whoever they end up hiring, again, I guess I have to say this just as the disclaimer, assuming that Joe Barry is not going to be the defensive coordinator next year, I want somebody that's going to be a little bit more aggressive. I get that this was the defense that the Rams won a Super Bowl with, but they were also, because of their personnel, with Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller and Jalen Ramsey and all the great talent that they had on that team, like They could be passive, but with their players, it still felt like they could be aggressive. I don't want somebody to come in here and be like, oh, we're going to play cover two and keep everything in front of us. you got to try to make things happen. you got to try to create turnovers. You can't create turnovers when you can't tackle, and you're not near the guy catching the ball. Yeah. To a much larger percentage than is good on those teams. You know, you have X number of it, and you're not going to intercept everything. you you got to say... Oh, man, they had two or three this year. You just haven't said that. They're not close enough to get an interception. And when you can't tackle, you're not creating fumbles. Except for when Rudy Ford. Like the game against the Cowboys, Rudy Ford's flying all over the place. That has been the only time where it kind of felt like, oh, maybe they have something here. And Ford clearly wasn't going to be able to keep up that pace with two interceptions against the Cowboys. But he's been out there more even before the Darnell Savage injury. So, it, but it, it was somebody who was making plays on the ball, and it just felt like again that that you could kind of create something with uh, with Rudy Ford. And that's that's what I'm hoping for. Whoever the next guy ends up being is somebody that's going to be a little bit more aggressive. But it kind of goes hand in hand with being able to create turnovers, Homer. And I mean, I just made the the case for the. The Rams last year because they had Von Miller and they had Aaron Donald as a three time Defensive Player of the Year. Number one is you got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback, and the Packers' best pass rusher is going to be out. And my guess is he's not going to be ready to start this, the beginning of the year next year. And then we have all these times where you feel like the defense is confused, like what what defense oh, yeah, are they was, playing? There was one time when Cole Komet on, on the third down where he was just wide open, third and ten. Why? Like how many times this year has there just been a receiver where it feels like there's nobody else on the screen for the Packers? Nobody else. Like just nobody there. And it makes me, it makes you a frustrated about the offense. And you go, man, how come the Packers can't get somebody just? Well, no, wide and it feels open? like he's. You know, it gets worse. You would think maybe that could happen early on when a guy takes over. Like, Year two, this is yeah. not supposed to be happening. No, anymore. It's, and it's worse than it was before. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, the, it, the the defense certainly to me has has kind of had a little bit of that regression. Join the conversation eight five five six one six one six twenty. Homer and I give our difference making players of the game. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. That's coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show. More of Green Bay Game Day Post Game coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is Green Bay Game Day Post Game. With Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. 32 yards to try to take the lead for Crosby. And sure enough, he puts Green Bay on top for the first time today. 
just so much more fun when the Packers win. And I get there's a certain portion of the fan yes. base that, you know, oh, we should lose for better draft picks. Like, but I don't know. Winning's always fun. I'd always rather win than lose. And when always. you win and there's a benefit to it for the future, I think a huge this part, this win to me would be different if you didn't have somebody do what Christian Watson did and the impact you know that has on the future. I've said this before. If Mercedes, if they win on three touchdown passes to Mercedes <laughs> lose. Or uh, Randall Cobb. Yes, it's not the same. So my hope for this team, my, my fear has always, since, since things kind of started to spiral out of control and they lost seven out of eight games, my fear was, after hearing people like Jason Wildey, Mark Tauscher, Mark Chamura talk about this team, my fear has been it's like the 2005 Packers where there's just no answers and it's, it's going to take a season or two to kind of get better. But my hope has always been, well, maybe if they win a couple of these games down the stretch, let's say they win three out of four in their final four games, that it could be closer to the 2006 Packers, which, again, the circumstances are a little bit different. You had a new head coach, but they started that season 4-8, the first season under Mike McCarthy, and they had, they had some games where they looked bad. They got shut out by the Bears week one, and they looked bad at times. But they won their final four games, and it made them go, huh. You know, Greg Jennings was a rookie that year. They had, great again, they had Donald Driver, but it, they had enough young players you went, huh. Maybe they have something. Next year they go 13-3, and host an NFC Championship game. So my hope is that Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, give them enough where you go, huh, okay, maybe they still have something. That was, that's what today's game was. And it was done in a win, which yes. makes it even more important. Like, it's not like they were losing by 13, and now they lose by three, and we say, yeah, but there's a positive. No, he took over the game. They went to him. Yeah, and With Aaron Rodgers said it in his post game. Hey, this, he's developed into a go to type of guy. He's a home run hitter, and he's a go to guy that we want to go to. And again, I, I found it entertaining that he made sure that everybody knew that he thought that that play could have gone for a touchdown when they had called it and made sure he wanted to make it. And again, it's, it just shows how smart he is, but he wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page. Do you want him to score? Do you not want him to score? And they ultimately decided, yeah, no, he should be able to score on this play. See, because he could bring that stuff up without mentioning the manner in which it occurred. He'd say, you might not realize this, but they, we're having a discussion. Not that I brought blah, 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 but we're, we're having a discussion about do we want to score versus yeah. that. Not that. Not mentioning who brought it up, not mentioning any of that, but just you could do it that way easily. Yeah. And he chooses not to. No. <laughs> he wants to make sure that everybody knows how smart he is. Still to this day, even though we all know how smart of a football player he is. Who was today's difference-making player of the game? Who had the biggest impact in today's game? End zone, wide open, touchdown, Aaron Jones. Packers on top. It's time for the difference-making player of the game. Rodgers goes back to the other side towards Lassard, who's got it. Touchdown, Packers. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Start at AnnexWealth.com. I'm not going with Christian Watson. Are you feeling well? No, I want to, before you say, I want to give it to somebody else because <laughs> Christian Watson's the obvious answer. But no, I you you mentioned about um, that you don't want things forgotten. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Jair Alexander doesn't make that interception. They're going down the field. 
There, I mean, I, oh, the Bears are kicking a field goal at least, mm-hmm. at least, and then then it's a whole different game, and the the uh, the interception changed everything, and made us not mention about how bad the defense is again because they did what a defense has to do: create turnovers. And the one person who needed it more than anything anybody else got the turnover and did what he's supposed to do when you give somebody that kind of money. So I will take the obvious answer, but I'm going to point out a play that we haven't talked about. I'm going with Christian Watson. And to further illustrate the point that Aaron Rodgers was saying about Christian Watson being a go-to guy, when you are looking to close out games, you know, after they, they get the interception, and, and the game is still in doubt, there's, there's still the two-minute warning left, the Bears have all three timeouts, they only need a field goal, so you need first downs. You need, you need plays in order to salt the game away, and clearly the biggest one being the 46-yard uh, end-around that Christian Watson took to the house for a 46-yard touchdown. But the play, to me, that... And, and again, that's impressive, right? But th- those are all things that we already knew about Christian Watson is, oh, the dude's really fast. And tip of the cap, by the way, to, to, to Sammy Watkins for, for a good block on the play. But the first play of that drive is the one that stands out to me the most. First down, and instead of running the football, what does Aaron Rodgers do? He passes to who? Christian Watson. Yep. And that's the play. You want the ball in the hands, and you can be a home run hitter. The Packers have had a lot of home run hitters over the last 20, 25 years. Marcus Valdez-Scantling has been a home run hitter for the Green Bay Packers. You know, he led the, the league in yards per catch a couple of seasons ago. Corey Bradford is another name that comes up that he was, you know, he just run nine routes all day. But this is different than just being a big home run hitter, the way Christian Watson And it wasn't had. just running the fly pattern. No, this was running in route, and Aaron Rodgers going to hit you. In the middle of the field. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers has the trust and belief in him at this point. That's That, to me, is the difference for Christian Watson. He's not just the home run hitter that Aaron Rodgers kind of referenced in his press conference. He is also that go-to guy, and that right there is what proves to me he is a go-to guy is that they decided to throw him the football when they needed a play and they need a series of plays to salt the game away. They they now, unlike when they had a number one who wasn't a number one, but he was the number one because you have to have a number one, Christian Watson. Mr. Watson is a number one. Which is un- And I'm sure we'll have two weeks to talk about this before the next Packers game. Him becoming the number one receiver... Seems so improbable to me. Of course. Like this, not eventually becoming the number one no, receiver. in every but way. this year. Right. Rodgers doesn't have rookie receivers ever do that, regardless of how good they eventually became. I mean, think about until that Dallas and I game. I want to emphasize, as a rookie, it could disappear. He could not do yep. anything. But I will. all of us will admit we'd be surprised because he's shown so many different skills in doing that. He's shown that speed. He's shown the what we saw on the run. But he's also shown the ability to score touchdowns in short yardage situations. He's shown the ability, as you just brought up, to go over the middle, mm-hmm. which is the toughest, scariest, whatever you want to say. Well, because, again, he when he's gone over the middle different times this year, before the Dallas game, he's gotten hurt. Hamstring, concussions, he's had issues this year. So for him to go on this run of games where he scored eight touchdowns over the course of four games. And stayed healthy all four. And has stayed healthy for all four. It just seems so incredibly improbable. And that, but it's, it's, it's 
exciting. It's an exciting development for the Green Bay Packers, and it makes them a fun team to potentially watch. Yes. They're no longer the Green Bay 17s. No. They're still a 17 a game scoring, even with Aaron Rodgers, until the so, develop. And now they're 24, yeah. 30. Yeah, I mean, they, they sure, they scored 17 against, you know, Tennessee, but 31, 28, 33. It's not a coincidence that their three highest outputs in terms of scoring mm-hmm. have been three of the last four games. And That's not can, a coincidence. They don't have to do that the whole game. They can score a few points and a half and still be that explosive team that Rodgers has had for so many years. 18 points in the fourth quarter points to that. Yep. We hear from Jason Wildy. He's going to give his thoughts on today's 28-19 victory over the Chicago Bears for the Green Bay Packers next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Your key to inside the numbers, inside the hash marks, and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Packers reporter Jason Wildy is on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. Our teammate, he is Jason Wilde, joins us after every Green Bay game here on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show. Good evening, Jason. Was it a mutual desire on both sides that he's on now? What do you mean? Well, we're just using the phrase that Aaron Rodgers used when he talked about uh, the incoming back next year, and he finished with, uh, oh, yeah, of course there is uh, the issue of a mutual desire on both sides, which... So did that stand yeah. did that stand out to you, Jason, when you heard it? Because Homer and I were sitting here listening to it, and we made eye contact and went, "Like what? Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, as soon as he said it, uh, my I, my my ears perked up. Yeah, good. Perked. I feel better then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was interesting, wasn't it? So, are you? I'm assuming, like us, that implies that he has a mutual interest, but he is unsure of the Packers' interest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, I, I don't know if this is uh, – if we're back to his kind of Michael Jordan phase, right? Like, we always talk about how Jordan, whether it was the kid that beat him out to make the varsity his sophomore year in high school or uh, who was the guy from uh, Washington that he pretended really uh, disrespected him uh, – in the last dance um, or what, but like, so now we're at the point where Rogers is basically implying, you know, well, I mean, if they want me back, like we're back, it's like 2020 all over again after they drafted love. Now, again, I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill. He did, but, but he did. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, like sorry. He, him saying that, him saying it the way he chose to say it, uh, I don't know how you don't hear him say that and think, well, huh. Now, look, he, they're on the hook. You know, he's supposed to get $59 million next year. Third, I think he, if he plays next year, 
he counts thirty-one million against the cap. Is that is my math right on that? That is correct. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't I don't quite understand what he's saying there because, frankly, um, as as much as ten snaps against the Eagles were great, like this isn't at the point. I don't think that we were in two thousand seven where Mike McCarthy was ready to bench Favre in the NFC Championship game. And if you remember, Favre went down to a very cold Chicago and looked like he it was the last place on earth he wanted to be. Um, like, I'll never forget that game. I remember, first of all, the coldest I've ever been. It broke the personal record of, how cold I was when I went to cover a Wisconsin-Minnesota hockey series in the Twin Cities in, like, 1995, and it was, like, minus 40 degrees. But it was that it was that, and then some walking from the Waldron Deck parking lot into Soldier Field that day in 07. I mean, I don't blame Brett Favre for not wanting to be there. I didn't want to be there either, but they pay him. They paid him, like, $20 million that year, the State Journal not paying me quite as much. And he hate. I mean, he he'd stay on the sideline wearing a warm coat until like the play clock was starting. He he so did not want to be out there. And it was then, and John Schneider will tell you the story, and other guys will as well. That that's when they knew that you know the whole idea of having home field advantage and him being great in cold weather was poof gone. And then obviously a few weeks later, it proved itself against the Giants. So. That was then. Now, you know, Rodgers, uh, not huge numbers today, but some huge plays. And he's nowhere near uh, the point where Favre was, which was we're ready for the young guy. And, you know, let's be honest, too. Favre went on and had a really good season oh nine, but like 10 of his 16 games were played indoors. And so I, I don't think – I think this feels a little made up to me in Rogers' mind, some sort of motivational tool or whatever it is. Because if you ask Goody, and we'll try to ask him that this week, because we yeah. have. And LaFleur. Of course we want he, him back. We, yes. And, and Go- but Goody's supposed to sit down with us this week, the beat writers this week. And so uh, I think that is a quite like, here's what Aaron Rodgers said yep. Sunday after. Uh, can you unequivocally say, that you want him on this team next year as long as he wants to play and see what he says because well, but Jason, you know, you know he's going to say yes, right? But what? But because Aaron Rodgers, part of Aaron Rodgers, he's a six-year-old baby and he wants everybody to say that we want you back. Uh, it makes no right. sense. It's hard to believe that somebody that successful could need that that badly. But isn't it that simple? Isn't right. that what this is? Right. I agree. Okay. But at the same time. Like, depending upon how Goody says it, there's a difference between saying it and meaning it, right? And saying it because you feel like you have to say it. Oh, right? And I yeah. Think, right? And so I can't, like, of course he's not going to say, no, I think we're ready for Jordan. And, you know, we'll talk to Aaron after the season. But, you know, if somebody wants to trade for him, our ears are open. He's not going to say that. I get it. But if he doesn't give some sort of full-throated, undeniable no questions asked. Yeah, look, that's why we signed him to this contract. We love Jordan. If he wants to play next year, he is our quarterback. If he says that, then what Rogers said today is exactly what 
you said. You know, but, you know, we both know Lafleur is going to say that because somebody's going to quote use this quote, or I wouldn't ask him. He'll talk tomorrow, right? I would Yes, I would assume he, he always talks after the day after Yeah, the game, I mean, so. somebody's going to ask him, right? Yeah, I mean, again, like, I, I don't, I don't want this to overshadow a lot of other interesting things about this game. For a game that, as Tausch pointed out, didn't have a whole lot of juice going into it, uh, there's a lot of juice coming out of it. Um, and again, I, who knows what will happen in the final four games. Uh, but I don't love the fact that we're talking more about one sentence from Rodgers than the things that happened in the game. But, you know, look, the bottom line about this team is that they did something today that they very rarely did all season, and that was play that elusive complementary football. Like, we hear that phrase, and you don't really – you kind of shrug and you roll your eyes. But, like, Dean Lowry blocks the field goal. Mason Crosby, under challenging conditions, as you saw from Cairo Santos, uh, kicks through the 32-yarder to take the lead. Jair has a pick. Rodgers makes a couple of plays, and then Christian Watson takes off on the 46-yard end around. Sammy Watkins, who's done next to nothing, uh, at least had two good blocks today in crucial situations. And then Keyshawn Nixon gets the pick to seal the win. Like, offense, defense, and special teams all contributed to that fourth quarter 18 to nothing turn of events. And, and frankly, I don't know if they're capable of doing that in all three phases against everybody in the league, but they certainly are capable of doing it against the Bears, apparently. Jason, how improbable is it to you that Christian Watson has gone on the run that he's gone on over the last four games? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought Rodgers really put it well because I, I was trying to rack my brain, too, of a guy who went from being, I don't want to say an afterthought, but because of injuries and, you know. You kind of felt there was going to be a lost season, more or less a redshirt season for him. Right. I mean, and, and let's be honest, before this all happened and before Dobbs got hurt in uh, Detroit, like, Dobbs was, you're the guy. The rookie we were talking about was Dobbs, and yeah. and maybe a little bit of Zach Tom on top of it, right? Who had filled in and then filled in again today at tackle. Like we weren't, we were saying, yeah, you know, Watson. And and I heard Pete Doherty from the Press Gazette ask Watson about this in the press conference afterward. But like we also thought, you know, this guy's pretty raw. He played at a one double A school. Uh, he played in an offense that did not highlight him. I mean, as he mentioned today, they run the ball a lot at North Dakota State. And I, I didn't have and, – and as I said from the first time I laid eyes on him in person, he's built kind of wiry. Like, now, did I think that he would get inside an NFL weight room and in a weight program and everything else and bulk up while still keeping his speed? I did because we've seen other – you know, wiry guys that came in that way become that. Um, Devontae Adams kind of went the other way where he played heavier in college and then became very sleek uh, as he spent more time in the NFL. But, no, I, did not, I didn't see this coming. I, now, I never wrote him off, which I know there were some folks that were like, you know, that were already – it's an interesting Rorschach test 
Because if you were a doubter of him from the beginning, then when he wasn't doing anything and you were mad that they didn't trade up and take uh, Chris Olave or uh, Traylon Burks, well, then you thought, well, this guy sucks and he's never going to amount to anything. But I never, I never wrote him off. At the same time, uh, I would be the biggest liar on the program, and I know none of us lie, even though Homer's been accused of it at times. I would not lie and say that I saw this coming. I mean, this has been remarkable, but I also think it's important to say that as hot as he's been, um, and he said it himself, I don't have to say it for him, um, I think there are still plenty of components of his game that have a lot of room for improvement, and that should scare the bejesus out of a lot of upcoming opponents in the future. Because well, to me, Jason, the, the biggest difference for me today, he's, he's been a home run hitter, certainly. I mean, that's I mean, all, these, all these explosive plays for touchdowns, including the end around. But the most important play to me was the first play of the drive before he took it 46 yards on the end around to the house. Because the Packers just got the interception from Jair. They're up by a point. They, you know, the game's not over. Bears have all three of their timeouts. There's still the two-minute warning. Right. They want to push the ball down the field. And who do they go to? They go to Christian Watson. And that, to me, is a step of growth in terms of being just a home run hitter. Who The Packers have had plenty. That's what MVS was. And a step closer to being something just more than a home run hitter who has that top-end speed that they rely upon for big plays. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. I mean, uh, you know, Tausch thinks that I was unfair to, uh, to MVS during his tenure. I don't think I was. Because what you just described is what Christian Watson needs to become consistently so he's not the one-trick pony that MVS had. Like, look, I know Tausch didn't like this comparison, but MVS, more or less, with a few exceptions and a few games, was basically Corey Bradford yep. from the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, if, if Christian Watson is going to be a field-tilting player, he has to be more than MVS ever was. And the play, I mean, I still am surprised that they threw the ball in the scenario that you just mentioned, right? Like, you know, the conservative approach, they were running the ball pretty effectively with Dylan, uh, would have been to run the ball there. And instead, they not only do they throw it, but 